going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the Genre of Your Life podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and what we live entertainment. And a show, hopefully, where the host will be part of the Expendables one day. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, uh, <laughs> Doug Jones. With me, as always, are my amazing co-hosts and two of my closest friends, starting off with Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you today, my good sir? I'm doing good, man. Doing good, as always. Glad to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I want to thank you again for a fun night on Tuesday, man. You made that screening experience so much fun. Like, I was cracking up the entire time before the movie. Uh, we were sitting down in our seats, and then after the movie, too, during the movie, man. So thank you for a fun experience at the screening on Tuesday, man. Oh, thank I, you, bro. You, you had me cracking up, man, because there was um, <laughs> that one part where Andy Garcia... We'll bring oh you up in the review. I was cracking up, but, oh my God, but I, I want to thank you first, man, for a fun night. That was a really good uh, screening experience. <laughs> thank you, bro. I had a great time, too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, last but not least, straight out of Chicago, Chi-Town himself is Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you today, my good sir? Yo, yo, yo. Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, you know. Uh, excited to be back. We... Did not. Uh, we. I forgot to to have us uh, say that we weren't going to have an episode last week on our Instagram. Like I promised our followers a little while ago. So mm-hmm. I could definitely got to remember that for next time. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good to be back and excited to talk about you know everything. Hear uh, y'all's perspective on Expandables. <laughs> Well, we can't wait. Like, well, we can't wait to share it with you, Joe, and to our audience, man, because we have a lot to say. Because again, like I said, man, what a time Nick and I had on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining for your first time. Welcome to the show. Um, as always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and we have a full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. You know, while you're there on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, hit that follow button, hit that review button. We have a rating helps us out so much, you know, the part of, you know, hitting us, us hitting 10 K over the summer was a huge, huge milestone. Thank you all. But what we also, what, what means a lot to us too, is leaving a review, you know, saying, Oh, we love the show or you like the show either, or, or in the middle, Hey, we get it. It's criticism. We'll take it. But leaving a review, leaving a rating will help us out so much and the show out so much. So always thank you guys as always for your support. It means the world to us. Um, and thank you, Joe, for bringing up last week, actually, you know, before I left uh, for uh, East for my cousin's wedding, I put out a quick, you know, audio newsletter for our fans, like, like kind of like where we are with the show, we're almost at a year, almost at a year mark with the show, believe it or not, come November, um, which is crazy, but you're right, I, I'll do a definitely better job of kind of posting like, hey, we're on, again, no show this week, but I did put out a little bit of like a 20 minute audio newsletter of like thanking, you know, our listeners and our fans and everyone's been listening so far, because We've had a great time making the show. Hope you're enjoying the show every week. But as always, guys, thank you so, 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 so much for your support. It means the world to us. But yeah, guys. But, you know, again, I think before we get into our topics tonight, I mean, we're still kind of in the limbo right now of like nothing really coming out except for the crater next week. And I want to say now, like, it's going to be like a weird October because I think maybe except for the Exorcist, too, like nothing's coming out. But, you know, we're again, we're in that kind of like the weird fall limbo because of the strike as well. I heard a rumor about they were, they were meeting the the guild today about something, you know, fingers crossed things finally get, you know, figured out. People are getting, you know, paid fairly. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyway, uh, Joe, you wanted to actually, you want, before we do our, um, our, our Spendables review, I want to, you actually have a review from a 
uh, a horror fan, I believe, right? You want to do that first? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Give me one sec. Because, uh, again, like I said, me and Nick have a lot to talk about <laughs> regarding yes. this. Yes. Sure do, bro. So, my love interest, a uh, woman I'm currently talking to, is a giant horror movie fan. She loves horror movies in general. I feel like we have been lacking on horror movie content for the horror movie fans, and I feel like we've been, you know, sort of, uh, what's the word, neglecting them. So, I asked her to send me a, a little review of The Nun 2, just so, you know, so we can, you know, let uh you know our horror movie fans uh you know feel included uh so she did really good with this review this is all her words i'm gonna skip one little thing though i so i feel like it would be kind of spoilers but uh it's uh here we go um these are her words uh the nun 2 i followed the conjuring universe for a long time it's been my favorite universe for a while now so my attention to detail for this set of movies is crazy michael chavez did an amazing job as a director and i'm glad james wan still is woven into the universe even if it has a producer uh i'm a bit proud of Michael for this installment because La Lorna wasn't too great and even the last conjuring wasn't uh last conjuring was good but not as great as I expected it to be. For starters, one thing I think bought over by James Wan was the color scheme. The color scheme uh remained consistent which I love and think and think it adds to the vibe of the whole movie. It's dark and monotone, which adds to suspense. You can't see you can't see certain scares until it's too late, which works in this movie's favor. Valak, the demon played by Bonnie Ahrens, appears in the darkest corners, always sending shivers and leaving you feeling uncomfortable. They really capture Valak's violent nature in this particular movie as opposed to the other movies and gave her more leeway to be ungodly and ruthless. I was a bit nervous as to how they would tie this one into the universe because I didn't think it was more they could do with her, but I couldn't be more wrong. Besides them giving her an omnibus backstory, which means a lot to the fans of the universe since we didn't know much about her in The Conjuring 2 and The First Nun, they tied her and Sister Irene, played by... I'm going to say his name. Sorry if I fucked this up. Thaisa Farm Farmiga? Thaisa Farmiga. Farmiga, thank you. Farmiga, sister of Vera Farmiga, who plays Lorraine Warren in The Conjurings and Annabelle Comes Home, together which made me very happy. Uh, I won't spoil what connects them, but it's it was very cool. I think most horror franchises drop the ball when they make so many movies and lose connection between the movies slash characters. Sometimes it seems forced and unnatural, whilst in this movie, the connection between Sister Irene, Valak, and even Frenchie, who is one to behold and feels like it was meant to be, I mean, if you watch the universe, we have been introduced to Frenchie, played by Jonas. I'm gonna fuck this name up too. Blow, what? 
whose name in the movie is also Maurice, back during the first Conjuring when they explain why Lorraine went into a depression from an exorcism they they performed on a French farmer who went mad and murdered his wife one day. From that point, the story of him and Valak began without us knowing, and we have been dropped hints on who he was and how his story even mattered. Then leave it to James and Michael who continued to take us on a journey that finally led to all the pieces being tied together with this gem. So big thumbs up for keeping my attention span intact. Besides the beautiful way the, the movie the movie ties into the universe as a whole, I was thoroughly pleased with the jump scares. Sometimes movies, especially horror movies, have a way of revealing the best jump scares during the preview, which makes them less entertaining when you're watching in real time or in general. The scares of the scares are easily predictable. One thing Valak does and the director accomplished was making the scares unpredictable. Valak's sheer acts of violence alone is enough to make your skin crawl, especially since children aren't off limits. But she moves she moves with the darkness and the tricks she plays makes every corner you turn or any still frame absolutely terrifying. I can sense when most scares will happen, but I struggled with this movie because you just never know. When I prepare myself, nothing happened, and when I least ex- when I least expected it, too much happened in a good way. Uh, I also find that horror movies sometimes have the same soundtracks, which sometimes makes sense because certain notes and keys, when played together, can incite fear and create a sense of suspense/danger. But the sounds played throughout this movie set themselves apart while still bringing fear to your seat. Church sounds, prayers, bells are all already scary in horror films, but the usage of them in The Nun 2 brings a sense of dread because you just know whatever is about to happen is good. You know, Valak is creeping around the corner, but you never know what form she will take or what trick she is next. You will... Will you see her a manifestation of the of the person's fear or Frenchie? All all in all, between the color scheme, story, story connection, soundtracks, and scares, this movie exceeded my expectation. I don't want to ruin too much for people who want to see, but boy, was I happy to see. I'm going to skip that. (laughs) Because I'm in love with the universe, I like to give two different reviews. One biased and one unbiased. One biased because I'm a diehard fan, but an unbiased one since horror horror isn't everyone's cup of tea and may see things differently. For the lovers of the universe who, like like me, think they can do no wrong, I give the movie a 9 out of 10. I watch it over and over and enjoy every time, and if you love the whole series, you'll love this new edition. To the people who don't know much about un- uh, about Universe and may watch the movie on their own, as a collection, I would rate it a 7, 7.5 out of 10. The average thrill-seeker would enjoy the movie, but some themes may be repetitive, and although this movie puts said themes together beautifully, it may not stick out too much to you. To- it might not stick out too much to you. All in all, I love the movie, and I can feel a third installment coming. We still have unanswered questions, and I think all of the fans want to know exactly what happens to Frenchie. Mm. 
gonna skip that. Just to add, I watched this, these movies from a different POV. Yes, I want to be scared by the end, but I love the journey. The journey scary movies take me on. The heart beating rapidly, the anxious feeling, feeling uneasy, and checking dark corners differently. But most importantly, the fight and determination of every lead in a horror movie. Every horror story is different, and I see them for what they are individually, not the main themes as a whole. I love when I can't figure out an ending and got all that with Valak. If you haven't seen The Nun 2, watch it. As a matter of fact, see them all in chronological order. You'll appreciate it more, I promise. But as a word of advice, sleep with the light on and pray to whoever to watch over you at night. And that's it. There there we go. That is the review. Nice. That actually Hell sounds yeah. That's sounds better sounds better than the first night. I saw that on a date, I fell asleep, and the girl was like, You fell asleep? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I never saw her we're, again. <laughs> we're starting to be like our old man. I never, <laughs> yeah, I never I saw her again. Asleep in every movie. Yeah. I, I literally <laughs> and I remember I told Nick and you're like I think Nick you think you were like, Oh that shit was whack. <laughs> Bro, the nine were fucking garbage. Like, yeah, uh, I, it I sounds did, like a lot of people did movie. not. I, I feel like a lot of people did not like it, but you know, people are diehard fans of certain like universes yeah, since it does have to die yeah, with Conjuring and everything. So, yeah, like, like, like she said, like. she she gave a biased one and then a non-biased one. So, like for us, we would you know think probably around seven or six, but mm-hmm. for her, she truly does love the universe and all Conjuring movies. She saw them all, you know, and none and all the other ones she saw them all she gave it a 9 out of 10 and uh, the way she you know described everything I feel like you know that's a good way to look at it I, I think she looks at it a different way from us you know who are not horror movie fans but more just movie fans in general that's true say that. that I would say I'm becoming more of a movie horror movie fan I think, I think Nick and I have been talking about a lot more horror movies in person recently than that I think maybe before, but nah, I think I'm growing more to the genre because it's very innovative to a degree. I mean, yeah, there's stuff like Conjuring Universe and stuff like, you know, Insidious, it's kind of just kind of like, I mean, they still make money, so I can't talk shit. But at the same time, like, right. I-, I love seeing like innovative stuff like Barbarian and, you know, I wasn't thinking mm-hmm. of Smile, but Smile was still innovative to a degree. Um, you know, and again, look at, look at Nick's short film that he made, like innovative as fuck because it's, it's, you, I think you can do a lot in the horror genre, and mm-hmm. then you probably could. Because again, I think again, it's also it's also a genre that keeps bringing people back to um, yeah the theater. Believe it or not, I mean that in superhero movies have been the main two kind of like bringing it back to the theaters. And like I said, I kind of gave up on Insidious a while ago, but the one came out over the summer made so much money. The movie None Two that you know Gia just reviewed, uh, obviously made a lot of money too. So they're still making money despite. Like yeah. them being in a franchise for so long, I I do right. I do love seeing get Jordan Peele for example too. Jordan Peele was doing innovative stuff like yeah, us no peeking out. He did he he did it very much so differently. Yeah, uh, for I love a lot of his films and yeah. But what I'm saying is we don't see it as like. I feel like, you know, her who grew up on horror movies, like, I feel like horror movie fans who grew up on, like, older, like, the old horror movies from, like, 90s and before to even 2000s view horror, the genre of horror differently than we do, you know? 
Oh, like, yeah, definitely. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I watched Halloween with you. I've seen, like, Us, Nope, and, you know, uh, Get Out, and, like, other other films. You know, I don't hate it as much. I'm able to watch some of these films. Like, I watched, uh, what, what the fuck is that weird clown one? Terrifier. I watched oh, the first oh, one. Oh, fuck. I didn't finish that one. That one, uh... once they got to the body sawing part, that uh, it was too much for my stomach. I said, nope. But, uh, you know, I'm able to watch horror movies more often and stuff. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, because I didn't grow up on this and didn't have the same love for it, I don't see it the same way that a lot of these, you know, people who di- who did, you know, grow up watching horror movies and loved it, like, see it has. You know, I see it, I feel like we see it differently than they do. And that's, you know, not, not a problem, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. No, yeah, it's 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 a different perspective from from different genres and different people. Uh, Nick, what's that one you told me about? You and Jake told me about. It was like very controversial Ooh. this year or last year. Was Skinnamarink? Yes, yeah, that's, yes, that's, that's my you. number Thank one you. horror movie oh, of all time. Yeah, bro. That's right. Hearing about I still haven't watched that yet. All over the place, bro. Oh, that that movie that movie changed my life, man. There's I've never seen anything like it. And apparently it's like, you're either going to love it or you hate it, or you're going to hate it. And I loved it, so. It's, if you guys watch it, I hope you guys like it I gotta it watch it. It's on, it's on Hulu. It's like, I, I, I gotta watch it again, because it, it, it was a Shudder original. It's when Shudder was, doing, Shudder was doing some, like, really innovative stuff. I, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it, because I know you and Jake were talking really highly about it, and I was like, alright, uh, you know, stop fucking around and watch this movie. <laughs> like, man, you, you want to talk about a creative, innovative movie? That's, that's the one right there. I give it, man. Again, yeah, I, I give it props. That, that genre seems to be really just getting staying innovative. Because I think you lot, you can lot, you can do a lot with that because you can feed off people's nightmares and stuff. And again, you can also do stuff, franchise stuff like it and Halloween. You know, Exorcist coming out next next month, as well as uh, uh, whatever Five Nights at Freddy's, whatever's coming out next month too. So you can definitely you know play off of like IP. But again, I I do like I do like sitting down and like at a theater with straight with you know the audience and watching a horror movie because again like again like a barbarian or like a smile because you don't know you don't know what to expect because you know when you see stuff like halloween and you know you know it stuff like that or any kind of stephen king adaptation you kind of know what you're in store for or conjuring but i do feel like it's fun to see something kind of original and fresh so again I, again i give it props you know horror still one of the leading you know genre uh box office champ so Love to see it. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Gia, for that review. Again, hope our horror fans appreciated that. Hopefully, The Nun 2 has been, hopefully, horror fans have been enjoying that movie as much as um, other Conjuring installments, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. But second review of this evening, uh, besides The Nun, is a movie called Expendables 4. If you don't know this movie or not, this is the fourth installment in the Expendables trilogy, a franchise that seems to be kind of dying or getting older as these as as their stars unfortunately that's um, ironic because everyone was old in the first one bro i know and what, what what was the thing the guy said at the, end of the movie what's the, what's the tagline oh they'll be they'll be dead when they whatever they'll, oh, they'll, they'll, die. they'll die when they're dead it's like Thank bro, you. they're kind of you know, they started off like on their way out anyway so bro that literally made like a lot of people in the audience laugh and i was like oh okay <laughs> We're in for a treat, but before, before the movie review, actually, I won't talk about the experience itself because, man, I, I tell you, man, Nick and I had a, quite the experience because we got there. It was a pretty big crowd, and 
we go to the, we go to the people. Hey, okay, we're press. You know, we're part of the press uh, for the screening. And she goes, yeah the, yeah, the line's back there. And me and Nick both looked, and we were like, oh no, no, we're, we're critics. We're part. We're part of the press. And she goes, oh, why didn't you say that? And I'm like, I did. <laughs> and, I was, <laughs> and I was like, no, that must uh, be nice. And I was like, I'll do it. Can't it's relate. Nice. But it's, and so we're looking. We're looking for. I'm talking to Nick. We're looking for our, our, our rep. Looking for like people to check in with. And like we go to the theater too, whatever. And there's a huge line. And usually that when Nick and I go to these screenings, usually like we, we can just walk right in or like not wait in line. We wait for the rep to check with the clipboard. You know, we check in. We're good to go. Sit with the critics. And we we uh we get to the front. And this guy was like, uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Like pointing back to the line. And I said, oh no, it's cool. We're we're, we're press. We're critics. And the guy goes, yeah, the line goes back there. And I, and I couldn't, I couldn't really see like, I couldn't really see like where to go. So I'm like, okay, I guess this is the line. But the guy was kind of like hostile about it, and I was like, all right, man, like don't be the dick about it. Um, and we get, we get on talking about it. And he we he to really our, wanted to see that movie, man. Yeah, dude. For, for what? I'm like, all I said was we're press, and the guy was like back at the line, and I'm like, all right, dude, like chill, chill. Hey, listen, Doug, Doug, bro. I'm gonna tell it to you like this, man. Sometimes people just don't recognize the game when they see it. Yeah, true. <laughs> we walk in, okay. in, bro. Critics, I would pray, you know. Because <laughs> here's the, the thing: we walked list. in like top dogs, right? And it was a yeah, bunch dude. of people in line, man. They saw us and they just immediately started hating on us. True, they hate us because they ain't us. That's <laughs> a fact, man. They they saw what we had and they became envious because they did not have what we have. You feel me? They got Facts. jealous. They Facts. wanted us to go to the back of the line. Yeah, I know, and but I was so like. Was, the line was never for us. It's, it was for them. We make the line. <laughs> <laughs> you stand in line. We skip line. It's true, dude. I like that. What next? Next screen we go to as as press. We're gonna we're, we're gonna do that. We're, we're gonna do that. We walk into the other line. <laughs> we're gonna do that. I, swear. I hate you, you both. I'm the one in line, <laughs> so I can't. So I see their point of view. Fuck yourselves. <laughs> That's what I have to say. <laughs> honestly, honestly, Joe, the grass is definitely greener on the other side. I will definitely tell oh, you. Oh yeah, it's fucking bad. Damn, I can't believe nice. you just said that. Nah, but that's kind of real though. It's nice but, over here. It's nice over there, man. It's nice over but, there, yeah. So I guess I'm just can... a peasant in line, living in dirt. Come on, screw it. Come on, scrub. <laughs> no, one day, Joe. One day. Well, again, well, if, one day. well, some people, I won't say who, still don't, still don't think we're real podcasts, unfortunately, but that's a top for, for, another, for another episode. Bad um, yeah. Uh, gatekeeping. Yeah, you know, fucking gatekeeping. Um, but anyway, so we, so we walk in and then we talk to our rep, uh, who, again, who I just, I love, I love Frost communication so much. They're just the best. Um, and she's so sweet. She goes, Guys, you're critics. You don't, you don't have to stay in line. And I was like, I was like, yeah, she's fucking right. I'm like, why are we staying in line for it? And she was very sweet about it too. And I was like, man, fuck that one guy that literally said, back of the line, back of the line. And I was like, man, you can kiss my ass for that. Um, it, yeah, I was, I was like, I was. I mean, we would have, yeah, we didn't miss anything, but it was still like we saw the way in line, and we we're like, we could, we could just walk around right the theater and check in the because we're again because we're, we're press. But needless to say, again, we sit whatever, sit down in the theater. And like I said, I, I knew something was up with this movie because when, for for our listeners too, and I'm, so again, for this guy inside, ba- inside ball, baseball is that when you see a movie and, and if you're part of the press, are you, I think in the fan screens that we've been to too, they always say, hold your, hold your, you know, social media reaction or embargo, whatever, until a certain time because, you know, the studios have 
certain dates you know, generate buzz generate they don't want things you know buzzing too quickly sometimes i mean unless you're in a festival like a, or you know, like or like a film fest like like south by southwest or venice or tiff whatever then you can talk it's kind of it's free game but sometimes when there's embargoes that you know that you get to wait to post your review and post your you know reaction obviously so when i saw our email for our, you know for our passes and it was like hold your review till today at three and i was like uh oh, because I know from you know growing up, you know, reading Rotten Tomatoes, reading the you know the Tribune, whatever, reading all that kind of stuff. When I, when I didn't see a movie, when I see a review for a movie until day of or after it comes out, it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. And I was like, oh, I was a Nick. I was like, I don't know about this one, man. It's hopefully gonna be good, but I don't know, the embargo doesn't lift. But anyway, this is the fourth movie in the franchise. This is kind of like a, Kind of like a new blood, new team in a way. You're bringing back Rennie Courtier, you're bringing back uh, Dolph Lundgren, Statham, and Stallone. But now you got um, Tony Jaa, you got 50 Cent, <laughs> Foodie, uh, you got <laughs> Megan, Megan Fox. Got a, lot, got a lot of new blood. As, as Nick mentioned, you know, uh, on Tuesday, there's a lot of new blood in the last one as well. But this was kind of like definitely a smaller group. And now it's kind of like, you know, it's. We'll, we'll do a, we'll a non spoiler. We'll do, we'll do a spoiler review. We'll do not spoil the first and spoil the spoil the end. So we'll have our veggies first and dessert afterwards. But mm-hmm. this was kind of just like basically, you know, it's ten years. It's been ten years after since the last one, um, and now they're being called for another mission, basically with a new blood. And that's all I can. That's kind of the plot, basically. But Nick, I'm gonna have you review the movie first because I think you were definitely more positive than I am. So mm-hmm. all in all, yeah. would, 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 go go ahead. No, so it was you know it it was a fun watch. But it was definitely it was very corny. Like that's why I gave it like a six point, like eight, or it was like six point eight to seven point one. You know, like it was. It's just the dialogue for me, man. Like it, it's 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 kind of tongue in cheek. Like I can chuckle at it, but it's more often than not pretty corny. The acting isn't always the best. You know, some of the um, there was uh like Megan Fox's character. They they put her in in a certain type of role in the movie, but I just, I wasn't really buying it. Some of the jokes didn't totally land for me, but at the same time, like the action was fun. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was fun watching these characters again. Cause I remember when the first movie came out and like, I was, I, when did that movie come out? Like 2010, right? Yeah, I think so. Dang. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I was a kid basically. And it just seemed yeah. so cool, you know? And it was like, it's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little bit nostalgic for it, but like it was a fun movie, but a very corny movie. Yeah, <laughs> we talked to our our friend uh, Big Ben, who was, who was also was a uh, show that I, I recommend because he's he's a super nice dude, one of the critics as well, very very nice dude. And then we turned the movie afterwards. We're talking about like, oh yeah, like, and he was like, "What'd you expect? It was like it was really corny." And I was like, "No, well, no, we know, but but this was like a new level of camp." And they, I mean, you mentioned it too, of like. Uh, during our out of theater reaction, you were saying like, like most of these movies, the dialogue is very campy. And I think I, I haven't rewatched *Expendables* two like, like maybe two days ago. And I was like, oh shit, Nick was right. It, it, it's pretty consistent without like you know that these movies how how cheesy these dialogue is. But mm-hmm. with that said, the dialogue in this is atrocious. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> really bad. And there's time again. Since my out of theater reaction too, since my review. This is not a good movie. This is not a good movie. This is not a good movie. I will 100% say that. With that said, I still had fun with a thanks to you, you being there with me, Nick. But like, I was never bored. I was never like, oh my god, this is atrocious. But this is not. This is not a good movie. This is not a good movie. Again, but I still had fun with it for what it was. 
I'll do some I'll do some pros first actually. So listen, I'm glad they went back with the R rating. I don't know why they went with the PG thirteen rating for the last one, especially because <laughs> the first two were were successful both but they you know financially and critic wise for the most part. The third one, PG thirteen, I think me and Joe me and Joseph was in high school, we were like, why are they watering this down? This is a this is a good franchise. Why are you gonna water down with PG thirteen and the second and third one together, we didn't did. we? We did, definitely did. And you and I like two. Oh, two was fun with Chuck Norris kind of being Chuck Norris and Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme and saying, Oh, Chuck you know, Norris is the goat. Chuck Norris is the goat. Chuck Norris is the goat. Chuck Norris is the twice. That's crazy. Bro. <laughs> That's True. insane. Wasn't Terry Crews originally a part of this as well? He was the, he was the OG. Yeah, he was the OG. Uh, he was on the OG team. Yeah, he was yeah. the OG team. Yeah. Jet Li was probably the OG team. Yeah, uh, but you know, Dolph no Lundgren's been Lee. there. That man has been going through some things. And Jet Li. Yeah. Damn, what's going on? Like how wise? Otherwise, he he hasn't been the the greatest, but you know he's he's surviving. He just. I don't think we'll see him in action movies. That's a mm. shame. Yeah. I, I liked I liked him in the first two a lot. I mean, he's he's a small role in the second one, but I thought he cooled us into the team. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we're back with the R rating. You know, again, breaks out violence. You know, it was kind of it's, it's when you water something down like that, it makes no sense to me personally. Mm-hmm. The big standouts for me were definitely Tony Jaw and Jason Statham, like their scenes together and their kind of action scenes because they're both like badass. They're both like really like. You know, 100% certified action heroes from like us, us growing up, even before we, even before we kind of like into those movies. So that really was kind of cool seeing them together. And but again, a lot of their dialogue was very cheesy too. And like, again, I'll say that for, for the non for the spoiler part of the review, but there's sometimes you're just kind of like, oh come on, like that's so predictable. Like really, yeah. like it's, it's too obvious. You know what I'm saying, Nick? It was too obvious. It was like, okay, sure, let's go mm-hmm. with that. Um, again, this is this is kind of one of my pros as well. Like you said too, Nick. It's funny, but it's not supposed to be funny. Like we're laughing at certain things because it's unintentionally funny, and we're kind of making again. We're laughing. We're laughing with it. We're not laughing at it. <laughs> no, no, sorry. we're laughing at it, not laughing with it. And yeah, like, it's like uh, when, whenever they're trying to be funny, it didn't really land for me. But then some of the other stuff where it seemed like they're trying to take it serious or make it really, really right. cool, it was like that. I was kind of laughing at that, or just like them trying to sound kind of like clever or cool it's like is it it kind of makes me wonder because all of the movies have that same type of dialogue like are they purposefully trying to be kind of tongue-in-cheek and corny like that because they all have like the same kind of flavor dialogue you feel me so maybe it's intentional and if it's intentional then hey kudos because i mean shit you fooled me right and you went to your point too, Nick. I think if a movie like the, I think the first two embraced what they were, like they embraced for what they were, or like look at Fast and Furious, they embraced for what they were at times too. I, th- mm-hmm. I still think they are to, to a degree, or stuff like you know, uh, you know, Twenty One Jump Street, those kind of movies like that. Like they embraced the silliness of it all, and they embraced the goofiness of it all, and. I truly felt this time, and this when this one especially, that they were trying to like be like, "Oh, this is serious shit," and we're like, "No, no, don't try that. You know, sit your ass down. Don't try that shit here. Like, we know you know what you are too. Or you know what you're trying to do. Don't try to be something like, oh, we're trying to be like, you know, artsy stuff like that. No, 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 no. You know what you are. Embrace for what mm-hmm. it is. You're you're a semi successful franchise for what you are. Keep doing what you were doing that was working before. Not this kind of like you know serious shit because it ain't gonna work." All I'm gonna say, with my, with my cons now, I will say everything else is what I put down. <laughs> yeah. Everything else, you know, it just to me like again, stuff for 
was it Christmas and Barney, which is played by Statham and you know Stallone? I don't know anyone's name. I knew oh, Fifty Cent, Andy Garcia, Megan Fox, mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren, Randy Corcher, and I'm like Tony Ja. I'm like that's it. To me, I'm like I have no connection to these characters whatsoever. I didn't feel like I only really feel emotionally invested to like the, how it was with the first two, and I would say even more invested in the third one than this one. When you know, we saw uh, Wesley Snipes coming back, and you know the whole kind of like you know the new blood or whatever. I felt again not a fan of the third one, but I felt more invested in that story than I did with this one. That's saying something too. Um, yeah, it kind of seems like it, it relies a bit much on. Um... Like, hey, look who we got to be in this movie yes. rather than yes. like the characters. Like the, the main characters are basically at this point just um, Stallone and Statham. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we connect to them the most because we've been watching them, watching them for up to four movies at this point. But it's like everyone else is just like, oh, check it out. We got 50 Cent. Oh, check it out. We got Megan Fox. Oh, check it out. We got Tony Jaw. Like, but Tony Jaw did kill it, though. But it seems kind of like, you know, it's like, uh like a little bit of like style over substance sometimes yes and you took you took my note right out of my mouth literally it's style over substance and what you said too and after the movie too you said megan's fox character is introduced as this typical as this one as this one way and it's Mm -hmm. never it is never seen again throughout the entire movie yeah her introduction was one way but then like 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 you said the rest of the movie she was just basically a completely different character so it was like i don't know if something got like rewrote or, or cut out or something like that but it was it was a bit jarring it, it literally makes no sense you're like why would you set her up as this this way and then the rest of the movie she's like she doesn't act like that way in the slightest ever again and mm-hmm. i was we were like it's kind of confusing but i digress but i think to me this breaks my heart saying this i think this era of movies have like should, should be retired or you know <laughs> It's kind of, it felt like a very like early like 90s, early 2000s kind of movie, 2000s kind of movie where like that era of movies are, are kind of gone. Like, you know, we see stuff now like, you know, Bullet Train, Tom McBlind, you know, John Wick, stuff like that, where they where it's 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 action and violence. But it's not like the quick, quick, quick cuts, you know, the I'll get them next time kind of like kind of like stuff. It's, you know, it's that era of blockbusters seems to be kind of like this non-existent anymore again maybe on streaming maybe on stuff like that but theatrically speaking not so much anymore again i love Stallone, mm-hmm. i love statham but like to me like they're to me i think they're better off with an ensemble i think statham especially you know stuff like you know fast or uh um you know any, any kind of guy richie movie like snatch whatever they work best in there, or Stallone works, you know, best with like, with like someone like Michael B. Jordan, obviously, or again, like how the first two Expendables were. Like you, you can work off people like that. As a le- as a leading man, I don't think they, I don't think they think it's a little star power, but not as much as they used to back in the day. But I do think this era of movies have kind of come to an end or should be retired because right now the Rotten Tomatoes is like ten percent, unfortunately. Um, which, uh, I, yeah. I would, I, I would, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's atrocious, but I, I can see where they're coming from to a degree. But yeah, there's, there's no star power, and what really kind of threw me off too. Again, the, the editing, the editing is very weird at the beginning of the movie too. Like it shows kind of like the action right away, and then it cuts to like Stallone, and then it cuts back to like the same like opening scene. Like how much time has passed since then? Because like 
when we're seeing Stallone in the game, we're seeing like it's been days. You cut back to like the same opening scene. It's only been like an hour or like thirty minutes. You're like, the yeah, that was this is weird. <laughs> that was weird. Like, I-, I wonder why they didn't just show like the full sequence and right. then like the next full sequence. Like they cut it back like it was happening at the same time or some shit. I, I don't know. It was weird. It was to me. I was noticing. I was like, this is some weird editing, but uh, it makes no sense. I think what you and I said too at the out of theater reaction too is that oh no, before that was like this to us kind of felt like this is them getting a paycheck, like it's them getting yep. a paycheck. This time, let like, me oh, tell you something. Let me yeah. tell you something. Michael Caine had this quote about um about Jaws two, and, I, <laughs> and I, I I feel it relates to this movie a little bit, and. <laughs> He said, <laughs> he's someone, someone's like, like, hey, so, you know, Michael Kane, what did you think about Jaws 2? He said, um, I'm not going to do the accent, but he said, I didn't see Jaws 2, but I saw the house that Jaws 2 bought. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, <laughs> that's, that's a paycheck right there, man. Sometimes the house, the like, house. <laughs> that's for real, man. A win is a win. A win is a win. So you were saying though, who me? Yeah, you were saying, you were oh, saying no, sometimes. No. Oh no, yeah. Sometimes it like sometimes it just seems like actors are in a movie yeah. just kind of like for the uh, for either just like mostly for the money. You know what I mean? It's like, and I kind of it kind of felt like that a little bit in this movie. Sometimes it's like it didn't feel like y'all really cared that much. Like it was kind of a tired energy sometimes. Yeah, man. it it felt like they. I think I really I think Stallone before we do or not or spoiler I think Stallone was kind of checked out with this one especially I, I really think oh, Statham was trying his best. This one. So, yeah, you you actually know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Stall- Statham was trying his best. I really think he's trying his best, but at the same time, like he was trying to like you know save this movie for what it was. But at the same time, it was like to me since my I had a reaction too I, I was saying that this felt kind of like a mecha- uh, him doing another mechanic movie basically mm-hmm. this felt like him doing another kind of like one of those like, this kind of like action you know blitz or safe or whatever he was doing or Parker stuff like that he was kind of doing those kind of like low budget action movies that he's a lead in because you know he's, he's a great action star he's very you know cares, he's a lot of charm he's very charming he's very you know he's very handsome so this to me kind of felt like hey we had an idea for another mechanic movie let's put another Expendables movie kind of mission them together and again, because this is his movie, like he's he's literally in this movie for like majority of it as well, especially like him, him on a boat for like the majority of the movie as well. Like once he gets into that boat, it stays up on a boat basically the entire movie. This is him on a boat for sure. So mm-hmm. that's why I felt like I said, the, there was no chemistry between the new team. I get because back in the first two or even the third one for, for a degree. I felt the chemistry between Stallone and Statham and the crew, even with Wesley Snipes, even with, you know, uh, Chuck Norris or Schwarzenegger and uh, Bruce Willis, you know, uh, I, I felt, I felt the, I felt the, I felt the chemistry. I felt like, okay, listen, they're all action stars, but they're working together as a team. Kind of like, I felt like a, an older A team at times. So mm. there was no chemistry between Megan Fox or that one girl or Korcher or Lundgren or 50 Cent. 50 Cent, who I love as a, as a, you know, as a, as a rapper and like as a personality, sometimes he was there, kind of like, why am I, why am I here? Like, literally, why am I here? This, this is another paycheck for me too. This is like me. This is me going on tour, so, so I can pay for like my mortgage or whatever, pay for my taxes. Because like he literally was there all the time, like saying what. And then when they used his own song, I was just like, they ran of ideas. <laughs> they ran of ideas. That was <laughs> that was confusing to me because I'm like, so does 
is there like an alternate 50 cent in this expendables oh. universe or or what he was playing himself he was playing himself like he was <laughs> playing himself let's be real he was playing himself i love that these sent my man was playing him like like this man was playing himself 100 percent he goes, I'm coming my I'm coming this movie and I'm playing myself and I'm playing one of my songs. Done. He said, I, I I can only film for two days though, so we're gonna have to make it work. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we, work. we can make it work for any cent, say less. They were, <laughs> this literally paid for his mortgage, probably. hundred percent hundred percent Like I said, really cheesy dialogue, really cliche, like one liners. There's a line, again, there's not a spoiler, but like there's a line that maybe that made me laugh so much. Me and Nick were like, what the hell? Where 50 Cent Man, hey man, this ain't shit. And Andy Garcia literally says, shit on this. Yeah, I was like, bro, who wrote this, man? I laugh. You know, I like, you know, I like men in exchange with each other. We start laughing even more. We were like, or 50 Cent goes, yeah, man, stitch you get stitches. And Andy Garcia goes, that's correct. They had stitches. No, I was like, oh, man. I, oh, God. It kind of seemed like, did y'all just kind of like scribble down the first draft and then just film that, like dialogue wise? Because I'm like, are we still saying that right now, bro? This was their first draft, final draft, and shooting script all in one. This is literally, they had, a, they had one writer's room at the, uh, the offices. All right, guys. We're gonna go. We're shooting next week. We'll see you there. This is literally how it felt like to me, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I don't know what went wrong or what happened, but like I said this felt like this paid off people's mortgages, their car payments, their their kids' tuition, their college tuition, maybe their loans. Because man, there was some dialogue that really made me go like, "What the hell? Like, who approved this?" And I th- again, I thought we were past this. Twenty twenty three. I thought we were past this era of stuff. Really bad CGI. The CGI, like, right when it began, I was like, oh, it's one of those kind of CGIs. It's kind of like, all right, sure, a lot of green screen. So much green screen, you can, you can tell. The story, to me, is also very predictable. You know, we, you know, I both said this before, during the movie and after the movie, predictable stuff. It felt like it kind of ripped off other movies that it's done before, or even themselves sometime. Or like, oh, like, it's this, this kind of plot all over again, I gotta stop this thing again, or other action movies have been done like a thousand times, so there's no kind of innovation there whatsoever. Here's what I said too, this felt like a downgrade for sure, it felt like a VOD movie too, like one of those kind of like bad Bruce Willis movies, again, I don't want to, you know, hit on Bruce Willis, you know, he's going through something right now with his, with his health, but, you know, Bruce Willis really has had a, you know, you know, had a strain of just really, Nicolas Cage too had a really strain of like mm. really bad VOD movies. You're just like, wow, like this was definitely made for like to pay off, you know, my my you know my taxes or whatever, or my or my, yeah, or my Nick, mortgage. Nick Cage is coming back up though. He's he coming is. back up. I just seen a A24 trailer with him, and you I know I love me some A24. I cannot wait for that movie. That movie looks fucking awesome. That's my most hype movie of the year now. I cannot wait for that. I mm, I'm so hyped for that movie. But you're right. Nicholas Cage kind of like, is kind of coming out of that really bad era of like VOD movies. They're like, bro, what are you doing? But mm-hmm. this to me felt like one of those like really bad Bruce Willis VOD movies that were kind of like, okay, you want, we made we made a movie, you get paid for it, turn right to VOD. It's gonna be on Redbox tomorrow. It is what it is. You watch it there. Watch it on Vudu or Tubi for you know for, for like for all we care. Like just do it there. <laughs> but this to me, how I felt the entire movie. This to me felt like people who graduated high school. Who never left high school? Like who never left their never left their town? They're still hanging out with high schoolers. They're still hanging out at the same place they worked at. They're probably still working the same place they worked at in high school. They're still hanging out the same spots, you know. And Joel and I know a lot of people like that to this day. That we know to this very day, we know people like that. It's like 
you know, you never moved on from high school. Like you peaked in high school. Mm. This is what it felt like. This movie was. You were the you were like the star. You were the captain of the ba- basketball team, captain of, of the varsity football team. You know, you're prom king. You know, y'all were like you were you you were the shit in high school. But what did you do after high school? Nothing. And this to me, again, with besides the it's the new blood, whatever. But Randy Kircher, um, Dolph Lundgren, Stallone, and Statham to a degree. This felt like they never moved on. Like, yeah, we, we'll, we'll be expendables for life. Dog, it's been 10 years. It's time to move on. Y'all have other franchises. Y'all can retire this one. Lay, lay, lay it to rest. And that's what I can say about this movie through and through. I'm giving this right now... Uh, I'll give this right now me a 3 or 4 out of 10. Because, again, I was never bored. I wasn't like, oh my god, I want to walk out. People did walk out. I saw people were walking out. Like, mid-movie. I was like, damn. That's... Oof. I've seen that in a while. But... To me, there was nothing new to, like, that could redeem it for me. And the only good thing I would say, too, is the uh, Tony Jaw, Statham, kind of like their scenes together. And you and I laughing our asses off because of how funny it was. Not how funny it should be, but how funny it was that we, that we found it, basically. So I'm giving that a three out of three. I'm giving like three out of ten. I would definitely wait for this. If you're, if you're a diehard this, fan of this franchise, I guess go see it. I'll go see it at, at a dollar cinema or... Discount Tuesday at our earlier matinee, but honestly, you can wait till it comes on streaming, like Netflix or whatever, or Redbox. You still have a Redbox out there. But to me, this was a big kind of like, yeah, I, I'm over this franchise, but love Stallone, love Statham. But man, this was a big kind of just like whatever kind of movie. Going to spoilers now. Okay, again, for our listeners too, if, you, if you're worried about spoilers, you want to skip this part, I understand. We're going to do, do a quick spoiler chat between Nick and I. And again, you know, I'll say when, when it's over, you come back to you come back to the show. You mute us for now, or pause it for now. We get it, Nick. I think the thing that really made me laugh so much, you know what it is too, because you, oh, you yeah. did better than I did too, was <laughs> when they're captured in that on that boat, and the guy holds a fake gun to the guy's head, and he goes to his head, and what does he go? What does he go, Nick? You do better. You do better. You do better than I do. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it tonight. My throat's a little a I'll little rough right now. One of the henchmen holds a gun, and Joe, you're still you're still, you're still listening to us. Literally, a henchman holds a gun yeah. to Andy Garcia's head, right? And Andy Garcia goes, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" And <laughs> so out of pocket, I laughed so hard. It was bizarre. It was like, what was the direction here? Literally, like no one's reacting. Literally, the gun goes to the head. He goes, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" And I laughed so hard that I couldn't stop laughing for like 20 minutes. I kept thinking about it, and I was kept laughing. I, I think the guy next to me was annoyed at first. They started laughing with me because how stupid that was. <laughs> but I laughed. Nah, Doug was fucking cracking up, bro. Dude, oh my gosh. On the way home too, Nick. Like, you know, when you said that at our after reaction, you said there were things that were, that were intentionally funny. I thought of that. And I laughed in the video. <laughs> Yeah, because it was, it was like, was he trying to be like really intense? But it just, it just came across as kind of weird. And it's weird because he's a good, like Andy Garcia is a is a good actor. Oh, dude. But it was like <laughs> when I saw him in this movie, I was like, oh shit, okay, yeah. Hey, someone needs to pay check real quick. He's just trying to pass the time. And since we're in spoiler territory, we knew right away he was a bad guy. Like we knew right oh, away yeah. he was a bad guy. There was no was, surprise whatsoever. Like when they revealed he was a bad guy, you and I were like, surprise, surprise. We were like, yeah, no shit, he's the villain. Like no yeah. shit. Like because also um the the guy that played I forget his name, but um the the man who played Will Smith's 
son in Bad Boys oh, 3. Yeah, what was he doing there? Yeah, like, like I, there was a point I was like, it's either him or it's Andy Garcia. Because, and like, Andy Garcia, I can't remember the last time I've seen him as the good guy in anything. And it's like, you just randomly show up in some Expendables movie and you already have a history with Stallone. Oh. Bad guy. Or it's the bad guy from, from Bad Boys 3. Like, I was like, because he was just kind of acting weird the whole movie. And I didn't really know what his thing was. Like, there was... I think somebody said something about like a traitor and like he was just looking around kind of suspiciously at one point. So it wasn't like, okay. me. Like, bro, like you saying that is you, you look, you look, you look sus, my guy. Yeah. You, I'm you, like, you it's, it's, it's either you or it's Annie Garcia or something. You look sus. So yeah, the guy's name is Jacob Sapio, Sapio, Sakibio. Um, he's not, he's not even on the poster. That's sad. He's not on the poster. Yeah, I was I was surprised to see him. I didn't think he was gonna be in this. I didn't know that he was gonna be in this movie. So I wonder Point, why though. Pointless, pointless. And I think too. I think you and I both knew when they when they when they like Stallone when Stallone died at the beginning, and and Nick Nick goes, cap out loud in the theater. And Nick goes, <laughs> cap. And I was like. If they kill him, I'm like, wow, Stallone really was like, I'm here for a day. Give my money. I'm out of here. Like, I'll see ya. And of course, it comes at the end, too. He comes, saves, saves the day at the end of the final battle between Statham and, and Garcia. And you mm-hmm. and I were like, surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, and I was like, they're not going to do that. And they, they thought they were slick because they, they had a corpse. Yeah, and I was, like, I was like, nah, that's Cap. That's definitely Cap. But the, the, the person, or I don't know how to word this, the person whose corpse it was, like, I thought, I thought that was a little weird. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, oh, got this guy. Because they had, like, some beef with some dude at the beginning of the movie. At a bar. And then they're, yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it's this guy's corpse. But I was like, that's kind of fucked up. Because, like, you didn't, the beef was not so serious that you had to trick him into dying for man. you. It was, <laughs> it was literally, <laughs> it was literally, um, I, I lost a bet to you in a bar last week and and you won and now I'm just kind of upset about it. Like that was the whole thing cuz it was like like oh I need you to help me like fight this guy cuz um cuz he I like I lost my ring to him. And he's like how'd you lose your ring to him? Like I was drunk, but then he just kind of that that shit was just kind of weird to me. I don't I don't know what that was about. That to me like literally that literally went nowhere and that payoff was like oh it was big sh- they we, they they kidnapped the little short guy who the called he mm-hmm. called big shrimp. And basically, like, you know, oh, so how how did you survive, Barney? And the show, like, they literally kid, they literally kidnapped this guy, knocked him out. He was still alive too. The plan was going down, was burning. And he goes, he goes, oh, oh, he wakes up, and then Salome kind of hops off the plane. I, I, I was, yeah, so I survived. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, so you literally kidnapped the guy over some over a ring, kidnapped this man, knocked him out, and then basically killed this man <laughs> basically sent him out on his demise and it literally was like you know we're like okay but oh my that and this in the scenes and the scene where okay the, okay the scene where um uh Stephen looking for like the like the ex expendable he goes looking for this guy and it's clearly it's clearly tony jaw it's clearly yeah. him the entire time <laughs> and he goes he goes i don't know he's been dead for a while he's been dead for a while i don't know who it is hey, good luck whatever and it's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And he goes, Barney died. I'm him. I am. I am that guy you're looking for. And I was like, bro. Yeah, I was, I was like, like no, bro. no shit, you're him, bro. It's like, come 
on. Like, you couldn't make it any more fucking obvious. And I was, that's where a point where I was like, okay, I'm checked out. I'm checked out. Yeah, I'm still here for the run. I'm still laughing at, I'm still laughing at this with you. Still having fun making fun of this movie. But damn, I was, I was checked out. I was like, wow, you made it so fucking obvious. And the dialogue between the two of them were kind of were funny, but it was kind of just like, okay, this is definitely like cliche. I mean, mm-hmm. what else? What are we missing? Oh, let's spoil them. I'm trying to think. Uh, I said Megan Fox really had what? What we talked about with the Big Ben after the movie that it would have made more sense if she was like Andy Garcia's daughter or Stallone's daughter or niece, whatever. Yeah, because when Stallone died, she just took over the team. So, and that that's what I was talking about earlier when I was like, I'm not really buying this because there was a scene like she was breaking down the plan, but she was looking down the whole time. So I'm, it kind of made it seem like, are you just reading off the script or what? Because why wouldn't you Church, just right, be looking right. at your team for all oh of that? Oh my God, that's right. Thank you for, yes, that's, I forgot that too. Yes, there were so many times where like, you you can tell like, they were really, they were a hardcore ad-libbing because they, they didn't know the lines. Or they were mm-hmm. reading off something. Like she was for sure reading off something, no doubt. And like that's the scene where Dolph Lundgren goes, "Well, he says let's go." She goes, "Okay, let's go." Like that, that felt like so like I don't just crowbarred oh, in yeah. there. It felt weird because it's like you got this. She's a brand new character, and then she just she she just takes over the team. So it just felt kind of like okay, but but why though? You know what I mean? Why? Like, and it was it was just weird. Like the whole. Oh, sorry, Barney, but you can't come on the mission. And then he gives her like the the knife with the tracker in it. She's like, I knew that the tracker was yes. in there the whole time. This was the whole plan. Why not just bring him on the mission? Like, what what was the point of that? That made no sense, Nick. When she said, like, oh, I knew the entire time that was the mission. Bullshit. Bullshit. My ass. I'm like, yeah, ain't no way that was the plan. That, like, if if you if you knew that for sure the whole time, like that's um that's gratuitous. That was very unnecessary. Like, just bring him on the team. Or bring okay. him, yeah, bring him with, you know? This movie has four screenwriters. What the hell were y'all doing? Because a lot of this, to me, felt like... this. This things were written like, on, on set. Like, hey, guys, do this instead. We, we don't care. Just say whatever. Like, you, you can't tell me you have four writers on this, and this is what you get. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Like, really? You have four writers... Oh, they must say, they must say hey, you, 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 want, you want to write an Expendables movie? You're hired. Come on in. Like, I'm telling you, this felt like a mechanic movie or one of those Bruce Willis movies that were VOD. They go, hey, man, we're, we're going to give you this brutal because we, we owe you a movie to write. Write whatever Expendables. You write whatever the hell you want. By all means, go for it. There was, like, no love. There was, like, no kind of love or effort to this whatsoever. But you're right. That just, it just, it felt like, I think it was written, like, written, like really read on head, like, during the scene or like, written day of. God damn it, man! <laughs> yeah, like it, 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 it didn't have it didn't have that much heart, like that much heart in it. You know, no. it just felt kind of like no emotion it was like, at all. It's like it's 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 fun, sure, but it's like I don't. Maybe it's just me because I don't always want to just watch a a fun like turn your mind off like type of movie. Because like the 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 main thing for me is the dialogue, low key. Like it's it's really hard for me to get past that, man. Oh, it's like, uh, like it's it's just a little bit too corny sometimes. No, it's it's. Dude, I'm telling you, man, it's time to retire this franchise. And I said this in the you know at a after you know in the car after the movie, I was saying to you, I was like this, um, this to me like what a waste of Stallone. But to me, like damn, Stallone like has nothing anymore except for Tulsa King and his little reality TV show on Paramount Plus. You know, that's, no, that's a paycheck bullshit if I ever seen it. Like right. you had no reason For to do sure. that, man. Are you kidding me? 
Oh man, like like Stallone with the fucking that because he's like hmm, keeping up with the Kardashians. I could do that. Yo, um, literally. Can I say something? <laughs> hey, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, or Rambo. I think now nah, Rambo's over. Part of it Rambo's is over now. I I feel like part of it is a paycheck, but you also gotta look at it like this, like. Quentin, uh, what's his fucking name? Not Quentin, not Quentin to you. Uh, Clint Eastwood kept doing movies even when people are like, please, please stop. You know what I mean? Oh, he's um, still doing westerns. He's still, he's still doing westerns. He, yeah. I think it's that because like some people just don't want to leave the scene even though they have money to last them even after they're gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I think it's just that. Like, they want to stay in the business, you know? Like, and if you truly think about it, like, there are a lot of actors that, you know, like, that if, like, even though you won't name them as some of your favorite, like, older actors, like, they they won't be named as one of your favorites, it would be weird not to see them in movies at some point, you know what I mean? To, like, right. stop seeing them. So I feel like, I feel like they're they're at that phase of just trying to figure out what they're gonna do because they've done this for so long so part of it i feel like is definitely a paycheck but another part is they're trying to figure out the whole new generation at this point and keep doing what they've been doing what they've loved so yeah i feel i feel like we're at that point of where these actors you know the older actors at least are confused about how they're gonna keep moving within the new world of film yeah I hundred percent agree with that. I think I would love to see Stallone, Stallone really do something kind of like you know more dramatic in a way. So I feel like he's a really he's a really good actor. He's a really good actor. Like, again, I want to see him. Tulsa King is good. Yeah, really good. I want to see him do a cameo in Judge Dredd. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be yeah. dope. Like for real. A second one, like that, one of the reboot. veteran, Ooh. yeah, one of the veteran, you know, the one of the veteran judges, you know, like, like, you know, he's in the background at the like station or some shit, like that'd be great. Yeah, fuck it, say it's dad. Yeah, see, that's something like that was like, running I, a family type thing. I think Stallone really wants to like keep acting. I, 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 I want him to stop, but at the same time, like. With you know Rambo being done, Expendables being done, he no longer has you know you know involvement in Creed. I mean, I would hope to do Creed Four, they would bring him back to a degree, exactly. not like not kind of like just like a, oh yeah, look at me, I'm back, but like have a really good reason for him to come back. Like, then I still find it weird that they they didn't even, they mentioned him like really in a, in a brief minute in three, and I, I get it. It was it yeah. was Michael Jordan's. He wanted to tell a different story. I get that. I I I I, I love Creed Three. I really did. It's my top my top ten of the year so far. With that set, it still kind of felt weird that he wasn't any of the photos, wasn't at, again, spoilers, he wasn't at the funeral for, no, his mom. It just, to me, just like, what's going on here? And again, it wasn't so much a beef between Stallone, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Coogler, and Stallone. It was with the Winklers who own the rights to uh, Rocky and Stallone. So it was no beef between, again, Coogler and uh, Michael B. Jordan. It was just, it was, it was a bigger issue than it was. but. I know. I, again, I, I love Statham too. He's very, very charming, very charismatic as well. But man, his chemistry with Megan Fox was non-existent. You're just like, oh my god, get on with it. They like sexy. Oh, there's a sexy fight, right? And tell me why there's like weird ass camera, right? Remember this, Nick, on the fan. 
and I was like, what the hell is this shot? Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was pretty awkward. Oh, wait, is it like one of the 90s like camera where like, is it like from like top down, like behind the fan, ceiling fan? Behind no, the blade? This, yeah. No, yeah. This, like, you this, know, the no, old this, school 90s, 2000 movie, action movie type shit. Yeah, not so much. Dealer movie type shit. No, not so much. It felt like there was a camera on the fan that they kind of forgot about. <laughs> Like you're you're seeing them, they're passing the fan, and it looks like there's a camera on it. No, like literally, they put they put a GoPro on a on, on like on on like the fan, like one of the blades, and they forgot it was there. Oh Jesus Cause, Christ! Because literally, like her was it her blouse, Nick? Like was literally on the fan as well, and was covering some of the camera as well. It was something that looked a little uh, risque. It was weird, dude. It was so weird. I, I I can't imagine this in my head. I'm gonna be honest. So, yeah. it, it, it was so weird, but again, it, it's it, yeah. I, I digress. That, that's our again. That's all we said about this. But Nick, before you hop off, my friend, a few things. What did, what's your movie of the week and show of the week that you recommend for our listeners and our fans? All right, all right. Listen up, y'all. Let's do this. So, movie <laughs> of the week. <laughs> I feel like this is a very um, underappreciated film. Uh, it's it's really it's it's a very very unique film. It's called Collateral with Tom Cruise, Mark oh, Ruffalo, um, Jamie Fox, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Like I've I've only seen this movie a couple of times, but I remember it just like so vividly just the visual style of it the way it looks the way um especially the way tom cruise's character is like yeah he's just like from like a i don't know like a character standpoint psychological standpoint like he's so interesting because it's like he has all of these different sides to him and he's just he's just a very compelling character and speaking of jason statham he actually makes a little cameo in this movie and supposedly um one of the filmmakers it was either of it was either the director of Collateral or the director of the Transporter movies that Jason Statham was in. One of them said that um, it's a shared universe because cool. like, he says that when you see Jason Statham in Collateral, it's like, actually just a transporter. I think he's kind of being a little jokey with it. But um, I mean, shit, like that would be a really interesting connected uh universe right there and i i I like to look at movies kind of differently like that where it's like oh i wonder if this actor in this movie is connected to like that you know what i mean i kind of like to think like it would be interesting if this was connected because even um what's his name michael bay he was saying that transformers and his friday the 13th movie are in the same universe get the fuck out of here yeah because the um did you see his friday the 13th yeah i'm i'm not a fan of that movie is so you, uh, you remember you remember the um there was like this this jock guy yeah. right he was a blonde haired guy oh get the fuck out of here that, yes. that same actor was the bully slash football player from the first uh transformers movie with shia labeouf that was oh dating megan fox God. and since there since he was in both movies michael bay was like yes it's, it's the same universe i'm like that's funny no fucking way yeah you're right i mean he's playing a guy named trent as well trent and transformers and trent and friday the 13th we get that's a that's a that's a there stretch you there you go that's right a there right i mean they're both paramount so i, I guess too but mm-hmm. god damn that's a and stretch he was, and he, he he made both of the movies so it's like yeah fuck it 
Dude, I always forget. I always forget that fucking Michael Bay produced Friday the Thirteenth. God damn it! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but I, I, I like the idea of like multiple movies being in like a in a yeah. shared universe, like how um like Tarantino's movies, they're all in the same True. universe. True. I think I think that's inter- interesting. Like once I once I get up there and I start making bigger movies, no matter what, it's always gonna be the same fucking universe. No matter that's- what's going on, I promise you. Even um um. Uh, Lord and Miller with the Spider Verse movies, they always shout out um, the other movies that they worked on, like Lego Movie and uh, the Machine uh, One, yeah. Mitchell Machines. I want to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, isn't uh, it doesn't even like uh, DJ Abrams that with like some of his movies, like Slusho, like certain things that have like kind of like connective tissue with like Star Trek and uh, uh, Cloverfield. I and know a few um, others. I, I don't think I've seen a J.J. Abrams movie. I haven't seen one in, in a while, but yeah. I know like with the Cloverfield True. movie specifically, it was like we made Cloverfield and then um, they, were, they were making that 10 Cloverfield Lane movie, but that apparently was not originally supposed to be related to Cloverfield. It was just a psychological right. like horror thriller. And then J.J. Abrams was like, hmm. Make a Cloverfield. Make a Cloverfield. And then he just kind of tied... He just... Like, when you watch the movie, it's... Spoiler alert, it's the last scene. It's just some random Cloverfield shit. And then even that Cloverfield Paradox movie, that was not originally going to be part of the Cloverfield quote-unquote universe. It was just its own sci-fi movie. And J.J. Abrams somehow got attached to, like, produce it, I think. And he was like, yeah, let's do some reshoots and uh, attach it to the Cloverfield universe. So now, like... It seemed like with uh, Abrams, he was just latching on to other movies that were being made and then just kind of throwing some Cloverfield shit in there. And thank God he didn't do that for Clo- for Overlord. I would have been like, oh. oh I, think, like, I, think yeah. he, I think he tried to do it for Overlord, right? That's right, he did. God, That's crazy. Yeah, because Overlord was dope, but I think had it been uh, some Cloverfield shit, I, I would not have enjoyed it as much, I think. No, same here. I, 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 we all love fucking Overlord. It's a great movie, but yeah, that would have been... Ooh, that that would have been so cheap, too. That would have been like, come on now, really? But yeah. So, but anyway, you get your 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 show of the week. My bad. My, sorry about uh, that. <laughs> oh no, my bad. Bro. Let's see. My my show of the week. Um, there was I I I learned about this show around the year two thousand and seven, I believe. It's called Jekyll, and it was a BBC miniseries that had about six or eight episodes. And it it's modern day. It follows this scientist. His name is Tom Jackman. But he he has that that whole like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing where he just like switches. But the um, the whole point of the story is it's modern and he's he's married and he has a wife and kids. But like they don't know about these transformations. And also um, he actually he, he never needed to take the serum. He was just born with this condition. And it's like, okay, interesting. And then the episode is kind of going along. You find out that he was adopted. He never met his actual parents. And it's like, okay, so like where did he like come from? And it's like, nobody knows because he was apparently just found like as a baby, he was just found at at, like a train station. Like, no, no, like there wasn't any record of his birth or anything like that. So it's like, so the mystery kind of grows a little bit. And, um, um, uh, what else, what else goes on? You find out apparently like, like in this universe where it's like a modern kind of retelling of the whole Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde story within this universe, the actual Robert Louis Stevenson story exists like he actually wrote it like all those all those years ago so it's like well how is so in the in like within the context of the show it's like well how is 
the book so the book was written but this guy's real so like they kind of play with the mystery of that a little bit and it was just it was just like really really fascinating to see how they how they did it and it was it was a very uh well-written show I, i think the guys that did um the bbc sherlock and the netflix dracula worked on it don't quote me on that, but it just kind of oh, it just kind of seems like okay. that type of show. Um, interesting, but it was it was really cool and like the the Mister Hyde persona, like he's he's like a really fun character. He's really kind of like um uh <laughs> he's he's like a, for lack of a better word, he's 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 a scoundrel, and like they make it a point to make him kind of like um to differentiate him from the Tom Jackman persona because like the Mister Hyde persona, he's he's like really violent he's really like sexual and he's really aggressive but he's he also kind of has like he's not really he doesn't really have like superpowers but he's kind of like captain america where it's like his his he's a little enhanced like he can he's faster and he's stronger but he also like he just climbed up a building like spider-man at one point so i don't really know how they um explain that and like his teeth get like really sharp and shit like that it's um it's a really interesting show a matter of uh, I watched it on YouTube, not on YouTube, on Netflix, like years ago. But I think you can find like the full episodes on YouTube, so I would definitely check that out. It's just called Jekyll. You know what's funny? I have a weird connection to that show to a degree. When I was oh, doing yeah? my internship at uh, the BFI in London, uh, their, their partnership with BBC, you know, BBC shows like yeah, like that and Luther. I remember going to the bathroom at one of the offices during my internship, and they had a poster of Jekyll, and I was like, huh. It really kind of intriguing poster and now you brought it up mm-hmm. kind of like full circle i was like huh I, rem- I remember seeing the poster for that during my internship in london so you gotta um, watch it bro i'm telling I, you you I'm gotta watch on my it. list right now i'm acting my list right now because you get me you 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 get you really pitched the idea the picture show like really well to me i'm kind of like i want to watch it now so i'm definitely adding to my list I, i'm really like i'm intrigued and the bbc man has some good shows man again they, they put some good good content out yeah snoop dogg was like these motherfuckers don't miss this because <laughs> dude like fucking <laughs> fucking like sherlock bro that show was oh, incredible right. that show didn't have a bad episode it had one kind of okay episode but Fuck even so then it's good. like oh. dang dude i love sherlock man i was obsessed. one of the longest running shows ever to have so many people take the main character role which is doctor who as well He's one of the writers, right? He's, yeah. one of the, right now, he's one of the writers on Doctor Who as well. He's one. He's a showrunner. Wow. And David Tennant is is uh, has been Doctor Who himself as well. Uh, That's how yeah. I was first introduced to him, and That's he's right. done a lot of work from since then and been recognized for his great works as an actor. So yeah. David Tennant, dude, he's a Harry Potter. He's also doing the the Fright Night remake that I fucking love. I was still preach to um, this day. Nice. Um, hmm. sweet I'm definitely adding this to my list thank you Nick this is like I'm hyped for this um, we're gonna say something else too oh wait before you go real quick I'm gonna hop off I'm, it was kind of funny too when we were doing out of theater reaction it took us like three takes cause mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was the only time we had to do a bunch of takes cause like the first time it right. was going smooth man we was like hitting all the right notes and everything it. like that like you know like da 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 this dude just like shoves his like baby boy in the camera Put my son in the video. I'm like, hey man, that's not what this is, player. What the fuck? <laughs> it it just took me off guard. I'm like, man, if you don't back up, respectfully, bro, like, of course. He, bro, he literally, like, I swear to God, Joe, he literally put this baby like we're talking. We're, we were like deep thought too. We were deep bro. thought. 
because I was shoved his baby behind me and neck into the video. <laughs> I, I knew something was up because I was looking at the camera because like I was I, I had finished saying my piece and and I saw Doug saying his piece, but I was like, why does Doug keep looking to the side? And I turn around, I see this dude like basically charging at us with this little kid in his in his hands. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, he ran, he ran up against us and he put his thing and then like we'll start recording and he's like and he's like man movie, movie was whack man movie was no chemistry the first three were so much better and I was like yeah I, I was agreeing with them but I was still recording so I was kind of like alright and he goes hey make sure to put my kid in the video yeah. and I was like yeah well, for sure I could like, like, end of the recording he's like, he's like, put my son in the video he didn't like it either he didn't like it either I'm like man okay he was asleep, he was asleep most of the movie, <laughs> the movie bro. Yeah, I'm like, why, did you, why did you take a two year old to Expendables 4 I think it was I think he was I think he was smaller <laughs> than two. I think he was like a really a newborn, like less than almost a year, I would say. Because that I kid was, was going on. Oh my god, that was that was so funny. And like we had we had to do like another take and then we did take two. And Nick and I were still laughing about it, so we had to like cancel the take two <laughs> because we were still laughing at it. Because like that yeah. never happens to us. It like, was just ever. so it was just so out of pocket. It felt like an Atlanta <laughs> episode. Dude, that's what it felt like. Like that's what it felt like. <laughs> I'm very proud of us for doing like we're kind of like a one take guys that's it we do one take we got it we're going but like that was the first time you're right we didn't do more than one take and like literally, he lunged at us with his baby <laughs> I was like bro like don't drop your kid first off <laughs> but no that, I wanted to throw out there before you hopped off but anyway no that, that can, shit was funny bro where can they find you my friend so you can find me on uh, YouTube at Donning Vision. That's capital D, capital V, and on Instagram at Donning Vision. All one word, all lowercase. Like I said, YouTube and Instagram. You can find me anywhere that they have uh, podcasts. Again, under the name Donning Vision. It's a great podcast, guys. It's it's head, isn't it? Head Cannon. It's called too. Yes, it is called Head Cannon. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, I appreciate you. Great show, man. I, I love I love your background that you and Jake do every week. It's it's fun. It's a thank great you, show. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Sorry. All right, brother. Until then, man, we will see you next time. Thanks for, again, thanks for making that screening on Tuesday, man. Uh, memorable oh, one. Thank man. you, man. I appreciate it. It's always a great time. All right, brother. See you soon, my boy. We love All you. Right, see you guys soon. Love you guys. Peace. 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 This is. Oh, man. So sorry to your audience that you'll be hearing me blow twice into my fucking mic. Yeah, my man. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up with God that. Damn it. <laughs> Shut up with that. Yeah, I'm man. off the show. What fuck? Bring that bring that shit somewhere else. We don't want that shit here. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm I'm totally kidding. But uh bring back the yelling at the dog. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, bring back yelling. Right. That's that's for that's for if, you, if you're a fan of the show for a while, you would you would know the Yeah, if you're if you're, deep if you're one of the OG fans who listened since the beginning, you'll you'll hear uh, you'll hear my ex roommate yelling at her dog constantly. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. There's a lot of episodes. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I think I had like one episode them. where they weren't home that day. <laughs> so You're I like, this is, my, this is my moment. My moment. My moment. <laughs> right. Fuck your moment. One, one night I thought that we were going to be good. They came home just late. Fucking like, start yelling. It's like, god damn it. <laughs> Come on, uh, help me help you. Help me Dax. help you. Um, what I was, dude. It's. Have you watched anything good though? Any movie? Any good movies? Or anything? Cause I, I've been. I've been rewatching stuff, dude. Like I've been rewatching a lot of old. I stuff. I haven't. Why? Wa- I 
haven't been watching movies. I got back on. I blame my mother for this addiction that uh-huh. I love, which is, uh, which is uh, crime documentaries. <laughs> And and I'm going to explain this to people that are ready under. So people who are ready understand what I mean by what I blame my mother for this, and people who don't, we grew up two different ways. So people who do understand this grew up with one TV in the house. You couldn't change the channel if your parents were watching TV. Yeah, exactly. Now that's part one of it. Part two of it is my mother loved watching code case files and other crime shit like this. And as a kid, you don't want to watch it. You wouldn't be like, oh, but I don't want to watch this and go play. So you sat down and finally uh, watched because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. And then you grew up and you started loving crime documentaries and shows. I watched code case files. I watched crime documentaries things like the craziest shit that happens and it's just insanity. So that's that's me. I've been on that and and you. Yeah, that's what's funny. You mentioned that I, that your crime, you know, like those kind of those kind of docs and like true crime, whatever. Like that that was like me. And my parents, my parents used to watch like HGTV all the time, or like those like kind of like home remodeling shows. And I'm like, please, it's Saturday. Please, <laughs> yeah. please, please. I don't care who bought whose house anymore. And now I'm kind of like. The house was sold for how much? How many? How many rooms <laughs> do they have? <laughs> yeah, but my how many square footage the is this? Yes, the fucking remodeling ones where yes. they just like look at your new house, you yes. know, and be like, oh my god, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, so I I watch that shit too, or I watch where it's they intriguing. sell houses, you know, like the professionals go in. Yeah, we can we can get this house for like twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. What year was this show filmed? <laughs> yeah, literally, right? Like, wait, what? Yeah, what? In what market? In what city is a house well, game for twenty five thousand? City and... where Tennessee, yeah. two thousand seven makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, that's what probably gonna be your mortgage. Half like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, get me started, man. No, it's it's oh, fun. Actually, let's talk about this. Let's let's talk about the habits and the things that we gotten from our parents as movie lovers and TV show lovers. What's well, a good one? Let's talk about that. I think that's a good topic. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm tr- yeah, ooh, there's a lot. I mean, I got I got to clear a lot of my my parents put me on a lot of stuff. My dad my dad put me on like a lot of like shows and movies, really a lot of movies too. But no, go ahead, you go first. I've been talking a lot. I want you to Kind of like uh, say, say your piece. Yeah, I've been quiet. <laughs> so, yeah, man, come on. Speak your, mind, man. Speak your mind, man. Speak your mind. All right. Uh, Let him talk. I'm going to say this is my grandfather. This okay. is passed down from my grandfather. Old school Cuban man had a reclining chair. So whenever we'd visit, was cooking and like my dad was talking to you know whoever was there like probably his my uncle his brother and my mom was in the kitchen with my grandma or something. We kids would be sitting on the couch, or I'd be sitting. You know, when I was small enough, I grew. I grew really fast, so I did. I stopped sitting on my grandfather's lap real quick. But, but, but you know, sitting on my grandfather's lap, 
he had martial arts movies. My grandfather oh, loved cool. martial arts movies. He had Mortal Kombat, you know, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Jet Li. Like, he loved martial arts movies, which goes into I love martial arts movies, but it went even deeper, and I fell in love with Asian movies. It's Korean, Japanese. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of Chinese, but I feel like I, I haven't seen anything that stuck out to me, but I probably have watched, you know? But yeah, that, that, that's, that, that, uh, blah, 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 sorry, English, fucking only language so far, and you fucking suck at it. <laughs> Excuse my stuttering. That translated to my dad my brother and me we all love martial arts movies whether they're good or bad you know what i mean like uh was it uh kung fu hustle uh that other one like kung fu like something i forget it was like kung fu something where like this white guy it where it was like a like a parody of more martial art movies and it was like a white guy was the lead he fought like a cow Right, like he went hand to hand against a cow that was animated really poorly back in the day too, but that that was that movie. I forgot what movie that was, but you know we love cheesy movies, we love stuff like that, and then that just you know from my dad we loved action movies, um, you know like Rambo, uh, you know Bruce Willis Alien, uh, with uh, you know Alien uh, Predator with the. Uh, <sighs> What's his fucking name? Terminator. What's Ooh. his name? Oh, uh, Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger, yeah. You know, we, we saw those. So I got So action films really runs, like, blood deep in my family. And from my mother, yeah. she loved... She loved crime stuff. So I fell in love with the movie, which I... Which, I, I didn't fall in love with it at the time, but it did intrigue something in me. So, like, anything with crime, I really did love watching because I always used to make this joke whenever she was watching something like Cold Case Files. I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you always watching this? Are you planning to murder us and get away with it? And she laughs, says, no, obviously. <laughs> I don't fully believe it. Yeah. <laughs> she She always, my mother is very Christian. So she says, I like to see the bad guys get caught. <laughs> so, um, I, I still don't fully believe that to this day. I lock my door, you know, at night, just, just in case. <laughs> no, I love my mom. She's good. She's a good one. Uh, so she, she would watch a lot of like crime stuff. So like, but, and sometimes that would go into suspense and like thrillers, which eventually I fell in love with. I remember watching Seven with my with my family, you know, which I have recommended nice. in the past. Yes, and like that, I feel like throughout time, I got more intrigued in thrillers and suspense movies. Not so much horror, but more of just like, what the fuck's gonna happen? And also crime, obviously, with documentary shows. Uh, recently watched this one on Netflix that actually made me cry. A documentary called the girl in the picture and it's just so sad of what happened and how bad the whole situation was and how crazy the whole story is it's like a a three three episode docu-series and i cried at the end i really did joe so it's real crazy 
Um, but yeah, those are so action, martial arts, crime, and thrillers, and comedy, obviously, from like the, <laughs> you know, Kung Fu Hustle and shit, which I, uh, me and my brother used to fucking watch that show and repeat. Uh, you know, so crime, action, martial arts, comedy, and thrillers, I, I'd, I'd say that all stems from my family growing nice. up around them. It's a diverse taste of stuff. It's so different from each other. Oh, we are all very, very different. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that. You, you've met my yeah, family. Of course. You've met my family. Of course. We're all, we are all very different. So we, but I, I think it's real interesting too, because we all, because of my parents, like my grandfather, my dad, my mom, we all grew up like movie people. So we can, yeah. like, me and my brother truly do have conversations about movies, shows, and, like, anime, too. So, you know. So, yeah, it's really cool. It was funny. I thought about thought of you the other day. I couldn't find the, the tweet anymore. Maybe the letterbox review. It was, like, I was watching a bunch of uh, Robert, Robert Rodriguez movies, and he, he, he did stuff like, you know, Spy Kids, To Dust Till Dawn, Lava Girl, Alita. Yeah, nice. Machete. Yeah, and I was kind of going the rabbit hole of all his movies for some reason. I don't know why. But I was watching it, um, and there was a tweet, or there was like a, there was um, a letterbox review, and it was like, it was like, um, uh, Hispanics be like, Machete is our Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it! I was like. Yeah. Oh my! God. I was like, oh man! And I, I couldn't find the review. I was trying to try, try send it to you, and I was like, I can't find it no more. But I was like, I thought of it right now, and I was like, oh man! If I, send it, if I find it, I'll send it to you. That's but it was like, so... it's kind of funny. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Fucking <laughs> Danny Trejo. This is our black man there. Yeah, I remember seeing a review. I remember seeing. I remember seeing a review. <laughs> no, no, I'm the one. No, remember the, remember the one I saw with you in person. I kind of like you're like you're like fuck that. It was like. Black Panther, Hispanics will have oh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, and you were like, "Fuck out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> Hated that movie, and I know, that, that also that also stems from me not liking Chihuahuas. I fucking hate right. Chihuahuas. No offense to dog owners who own Chihuahuas. I've met a few, a few Chihuahuas I'm okay with, but like I. Fuck that movie. That's the dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great line in the office member, and he goes, they're playing like that, that episode with all the rumors of like, oh wait, what? What you say about me? And then, oh, and yeah. then so, uh, and Oscar goes, what? You think I'm the voice of the Taco Bell dog? I always forget that Taco Bell had a dog mask. Like the dog, God, dude. <laughs> It's almost he said it so like without like any remorse, and it's so funny the way his delivery of it. It's so funny. He's like, "What? You think I'm the Taco Bell dog?" <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm trying. To, so yeah, and I, well, my parents definitely. I'll tell you this: my my family, well, my cousins especially, put me on like you know Adam Sandler movies and Will Ferrell oh, yeah. movies for sure. Like the OG Will and Ferrell. Same OG. With my family, like my dad, we love. My whole family loves Adam Sandler. We can't. Uh, we had. Go, man. We had Big Daddy on DVD. We had you know, out of so was Jim Carrey and Adams. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, Sorry, that, it's, no, 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 again, we're, we're, we're kids of the 90s, so like, we're definitely like that was like, you know, Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, you know, Chris Farley, R. dude, R. everyone, Chris, Farley. Chris Rock, yeah. all those guys, man, were kind of a big part of our childhood, it's a part of, it's a big did, part of our lives. Did you watch that? Uh, I sent you like a TikTok like a few weeks, I think about a week or two ago about them, uh, about all the different people who knew Chris Farley and like how they talked. I did. Oh yeah. man, that breaks your fucking heart, man. It, if you're a fan of Chris Farley, you're a fan of Adam Sandler, I would recommend watching. Oh, what stand up was it? Because I seen it. I seen it in person now twice. I saw. I saw him do it a few years ago with Julia, and I saw him again with my dad this past Christmas. Um, usually every show he did a little nice tribute to Chris Farley. I think you find it on YouTube too. But it's like a five six minute song, and uh, Sandler's playing the guitar and singing a song and doing like a kind of like a reminiscing about his about his best friend and like he has like clips and like photos from back in the day on the screen behind him and he's playing this beautiful song to Chris Farley it's a really good song it's it's good it was a part of his special it's part of his stand up you know his current stand up current stand up that he does you know on tour but i think it was on Netflix as well but i think you find the clip on YouTube as well it's a beautiful tribute and you know Sandler sings a great song about him and it's a really really moving really touching so i would highly highly recommend watching that if you're a fan of uh Sandler or Chris Farley, especially it's a good tribute. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, my 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 mom. I'll tell you this. My mom, especially as a kid, was Rocky. From for me, it was Rocky. Uh, it was a big part. You know, me watching that. Um, yeah. Annie Hall, especially uh, The Godfather. Totally The Godfather. Oh, that, dude, that's her favorite movie I all the time. I have two VCR. Of the first no Godfather, way. that's two cool. collections. That's worth like something. The, yeah. That's worth something. I, I definitely gotta something. give you one of those because I would yeah. I'd be honored. I'd be honored. Yeah, I got to you. Have that. We got, and I'd then we honored. got VCR of The Sopranos. That's cool too. A show yeah. that you told me to watch. I'm still like, I'm still like season one. Oh no, season one. Like, Dude, like, I haven't even. You put me on that shit. Yeah, I stopped COVID. watching. Oh really? Because really you were watching. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it too. Because you're watching it. Yeah, it was. It surprisingly got really good. I feel like it slowed down, and I slowed down watching certain things. I got distracted. Yeah. You know, those shows that you start and yeah, then you stop, and like, I'll go back eventually. It takes a while. I haven't watched it in a while. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, same here. Same here. That makes that makes two of us. Trust me, that makes two of us. I got. I hear you, dog. Um, so yeah, Godfather for sure. Annie Hall. Um. A very obscure one my mom put me up or my mom or as a kid i was like i have my mom think for this as a kid i remember she talked about this movie called pulp fiction all the time she goes oh, oh my god oh my gosh i saw that with your father when it came out and all of us were like what the fuck do we just watch or whatever she, she, she didn't say that but she was saying like that movie stuck with me for years like it's gonna stick with you forever and i was like all right i'll watch it eventually and I, and I watched it eventually maybe in high school and college i was like oh yeah i guess because like at the time it was like you know, Tarantino was really pushing the envelope. He was really pushing, like, you know, what you put in a movie, obviously. But I, 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 I remember her, you know, saying that about Pulp Fiction all the time as a kid. I was like, okay, okay, for sure, okay. And I, I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is Pulp Fiction. is one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, yeah. That And a really random one that she put me on, I'll say this, is definitely uh, Fast Times at Ridgement High with, you know, Sean Penn playing the stoner Spicoli. Um, Never watched uh, it. That's great. Oh, you, you you would love it. It's on Netflix now. Netflix or okay. I might have a digital time, code to give you. It's it's like kind of Days of Confused kind of in a way. Um, okay, it, which is uh, also a movie I truly loved. 
It's in my top 10 of all time to this day. But no, my you bride, would like Fast my... Times a lot. Yeah. My you, you would really like this movie a lot. When I graduated middle school. He never Wait, did what? it. The the paddle, you know, when they oh when they're God, yeah. Grade, they have like know. Yeah. 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 Come on, my come on, you little freshman bitches. Yeah. Oh god, dude. Luckily he forgot no, he you said would... that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> you you would definitely like Fast Times. Because obviously now Sean Penn is now kinda of like this like political activist, so it's like he's not like kinda of like the same Sean Penn anymore. But like, you see right. Sean Penn in this, you're gonna like wow. Because again, it's obviously a movie that Unfortunately, see this all the time. Cannot, cannot be made today, but right. it's really a funny movie that I think kind of still holds up to this day. I mean, guess not Gen Z would probably hate this movie for sure. Uh, but all if right. you like stuff like Fast Times and stuff, you would, you would. I'm telling you, Joe, you would love this movie. It's really funny. It's really I funny. Have it's very like 80s a comedy movie that I know Gen Z would love. And if they don't, they're fucking crazy. And I know I feel like a lot of people forgot about this movie. It's a David Spade movie. Which one? Called Dickie Roberts, former child star. Oh, yeah, child star. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> if people hate that movie, that movie, then, yeah, well, it's... Oh, boy. Yeah. Nucky fucks. What, what... <laughs> <laughs> Spade. Oh, man. I, I forgot about that movie. I, I, that's why I haven't, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I just remember talking about all these movies, yeah. So yeah. that's why, man. I, that's why I really, I admire, I really admire Sandler, man. Sandler got his friends' movies made, man. This man would produce, this man would produce anything his friends would do, any movie that he want, they wanted to make, he would produce. He would get the financing for it. I, I really admire that about Sandler to this day. Like I really admire that to this day. Because again, anything, yeah. Well, because they were his friends. All... Guys, boys, back. Yeah, because they were all funny, but I also think like. He wanted to stick close to them, especially after Chris Farley. For sure. Uh, to For just sure. make sure everyone did well, but also just, you know, make sure, like, they didn't fall because a lot of, like, a lot of people, you know, they got popular off of, like, Mad TV or, or you know, yeah. Saturday Night Live, but they couldn't make it past that besides, you know, being, you know, typecast, you know? Yeah. I felt like Am Sandler didn't want that, you know? He saw the effects of that had on them, and I feel like he was like, "All right, like, let's have fun, but make sure everyone, yeah. you know." And I think that really did help a lot of people, you know. I would, I would agree with that too, because he really, he really, he really looked after his friends. And again, whether it's Kevin James, Rob Schneider, Chris Rock, um, you know, everyone, David Spade, like he, again, he, he would have no problem putting Happy Madison, his brush company, all the movies that they would make, and again. Gotta get, gotta give it to him. Like he, he, he really, st- he stuck by his friends, even though when the movies were not as good. Unfortunately, he still had produced by Adam Sandler right there. So, got, got respect him for that. I'm trying yeah. to think, of my, but you know, my dad put me on a lot of stuff too. I mean, Back to the Future is my favorite movie because of my dad. Um, yeah, um, uh, my dad another, put me on like Rocky, uh, shit, and um. Fucking, why are other classic movies? We're probably forgetting so badly. I'll tell you what, my my dad put me on uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. I, I, I have them to this day. Thank him for that for those movies. Like Hot oh, Fuzz, Shaun dude. of the Dead. Same for Shaun of the Dead. My parents yeah, bought it. They had the DVD. I think Shaun I still have the case. 
the fucking case. I don't think we have the DVD, or we might only have the DVD, but not the case. Yeah. But we, I used to watch that on repeat. Shaun of the so Dead, good. that shit had it's me so, dying laughing growing up, man. It's so good. Like again, I can watch that any day of the week, and I'll still laugh. I'll still have a good time. I'll put a big smile on my face. But no, definitely. Show, my my dad definitely Back to the Future, the Cornetto, the um, the that trilogy, the Cornetto trilogy, stuff like that. And like I, said, mm. I mean, I said, I said before, I said this before on a uh, on a bonus episode or our weekly audio, uh, you know, pod, um, audio um, newsletter was that you know, yeah, no, thanks to my parents, like I wouldn't have loved movies the way that I would today. And obviously, that kind of carried over when you and I started going to movies a lot together when we were in middle school and high school, and even to this day, now we have podcasts about it. But no, they again. There were so many days where, like weekends too, where like my again, if I was going to the movie that weekend, it was the best weekend ever. Going to the movies after after school one day, best day ever. So I have them to thank for that stuff too. And you know, I'll, I'll say this too. You know, I said this to my dad a few weeks ago at dinner. You know, it, there were so many people I met in college, like a lot of people I met in college, and even totally abroad too, or even even post college now too, where. Oh, oh, you studied film? I'm like, yeah, I went to film school all four years. My parents, my parents supported me on that for sure. And a lot of people say, oh, man, you're lucky. My parents would never support me doing that. And it kind of breaks yeah. my heart a little bit where I'm like, oh, man, like it puts in perspective of like how lucky I am and how, you know, how blessed I am. But I'm yeah. lucky that all four years of college, they were in like, okay, you want to study film? You go for it. And they've been very supportive of the show. Obviously, it's very supportive of us doing this show and stuff like that. But the, the, I, honestly, the show wouldn't be, the show probably wouldn't have been be a thing if it wasn't for them, you know, you know, supporting my love, supporting our, our love of movies, but my love of movies, but also he's kind of like, he's always having me kind of pursue my dream and always kind of like led me to like, you know, talk about movies a lot, you know, buy DVDs, go to the movies every, every weekend. You know, again, I put my parents through some lot of crap of movies to, to watch, like whether it was SpongeBob or... Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! the movie, like I had them like oh, through a lot, no. of, a lot of shit. <laughs> <I went>. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of shit. So they they know like they spend hours on like really bad movies, but I'm I'm grateful for that because that really kind of like always they always they always supported me my love for movies. It's part of my love for like you know cinema. So thank you, mom and dad, for listening to this. I know, which I know you are. Thank you for always you know believing in me, believing in this in this you know my my passion and you know just love for it all. Because again, like I said, you know it's. The show is what it is thanks to you guys. The show it is thanks to you, you Joe, and to Nick and to Moses and you know, to all our fans and listeners. But my parents definitely had that kind of that. They always, they always like always kept my spark alive of me loving movies and shows no matter what. And that that's something that I'll never like forget. And I'll, hopefully, I'll, I'll pass it on to my kids one day too. And you know, the legacy to come on to you know the legacy of you know of my legacy and you know and, and so forth. But. uh and you too, man. Like I said, man, I said all time to you as well. But thank you for always being my movie partner, man, in high school and middle school. Because, like I oh, said, yeah. whenever, 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 whenever we were, when the crew or gang was being weird, you know, we go either to the movies, movies, or McDonald's or spot at the river at River East. But I, you were the <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta thank my family in general. They probably not listening. Yeah. This. Maybe my brother. I hope he so. might I hope be so. listening. I hope so. Yeah. But, you know, my family, we, we were always a f- movie family. Like, we constantly went to theaters, too. Um, you know, uh, my brother put me on a few things as well. My brother has really... we He's, he's really good at recommending things for certain people. Like, you could go and my brother be like, yo, why well, do I too. need to... 
Thank you. I know. You but like too. with, with my brother, too. he's he's a he's a lot better. But like with me, it's like film and like TV. Like my brother's like general things. Like if you go in for like cologne or perfume or like food places, he's the guy. He'll tell you some places. That you're just like, all right, cool. And it's always banging. You know what I mean? So, but like I yeah, my family we always uh we always loved film and stuff. But then like you know I think I think because of you. I got way more invested in it, you know. Uh, so yeah, like to 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 do a podcast and want to make it a, eventually a career to you know be a movie director and write my own movies and direct them. So you know, I think like I don't think I I I don't think my love for movies would have extended farther than just a general movie goer if it wasn't for you so yeah so thanks to my family and and you and mama and papa jones for <laughs> for always you know being there uh yeah so but yeah definitely it, it definitely my love for movies definitely grew because of you man so you know, i have a lot to thank for you and like you you gave me a reason to get the fuck away from my family and <laughs> our friends yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, like those days, like I remember, I'd I'd hit you up, and you'd, uh, or I'd see you at school, and like the guys wanted to do something, and I would tell you, like I was so overstimulated by them this past week in school and all the bullshit. Can't we just like go to a movie? And you'd be like, yeah, let's do that. So be like, oh, God, <laughs> like, always do. I can always count on you to just like, if I ever need to get away it was very our friends like you heard the stories but like it was really bad like like they were they were basically all adh kids hopped up on fucking you know monster and, and sugar you know checked up on madden do <laughs> yeah exactly. i drink green I tea all goddamn day <laughs> go break demons no. on me but you know so it was real bad to overstimulated sometimes so we separate go watch a movie or something or have our own plans and honestly like yeah so and i yeah like i said or you know chill with your family or do an event or something so yeah. you know which I, I was always so thankful for your parents are always so welcoming to me like seriously they're they're like danny's parents they're like other parents to you know they're another they're like parents to me so you know Mama and Papa love, Jones are yeah, I love them very much. Uh, yeah, they love you and they lo- they love you guys. That's always they always yeah, always always welcoming and they always have a home for everybody, including you, my friend. I know you for fucking twenty years, man. Which is hard, hard to believe, 20 man. Twenty plus years. Twenty man. plus years, man. Hard to believe, man. It's, twenty plus it's years. It's been almost a decade since I graduated high school. <laughs> I know, man. I, I, shit, <laughs> I'm right. I'm creeping up behind you, my friend. I'm almost halfway to 28. I'm telling you, man, we're, we're, we're going to be part of the next Expendables. I'm telling you, we're going to be the next Expendables. <laughs> so I'm telling you, man, what I wasn't joking. About? We're going to be the next grown-ups. By oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it goes grown-ups first, then Expendables. <laughs> and then Expendables, yeah. 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 Grumps than expendables, but uh, nah, man, it's it's I love doing you know, again, despite I'm not gonna say again, I'm not gonna get into this as much because now we'll need these people down the road one day, but you know, despite people telling us we're not real, po- some people that tell us all oh, the shows, this and that, whatever, or, you know, amateur, or whatever, I, I'm really proud of the show, 
I want to thank yes, the fans, especially you guys, listeners, man, because you made this, you make the show possible for us, you know, every week. And the support to, you know, we, we posted that, on our, that really nice review on Apple Podcasts was like really kind of like to me, kind of felt like very heartwarming because uh, the person, this person was saying like, oh, the, the friendships feel genuine and stuff like that. And I was like, maybe kind of feel really oh, kind of like, oh, I did say that. I need to yeah, see dude, this, yeah, on our I put on a, I put on a story. Yeah, this person. Yeah, I, oh, I put on it before. Sorry, man. You should let me see. Um, I enjoy. Right. I, I enjoy listening to these guys every Friday. The friendship seems genuine, and the love and and the and love their passion for film and TV entertainment. Definitely recommend this show, which is nice. Oh, thank you, whoever that was. Thank you so that much. Was, that that means a lot to us. Seriously, like, username is Val J Chandler. So thank you, whoever that is. <laughs> yes, Chandler. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, my friend. Our woman, uh, ma'am, or person, or or dog, person. or cat. person. You know, whatever or or thing. your pronouns or however you'd like. Yeah. Thank you so much, our fan who who generally does love our content. Like, I feel like because of the amount that it grew, I feel like. We got a lot more serious about this than we originally planned. For you know sure. what I mean? Because like originally the plan, like, all right, let's see how many we can get. Like, I think like probably within a year, we thought like at best we probably get like a few hundred. You know, just listening to us to start, and like you know we we're just having fun, and you know we saw more and more people come and like just love our content and love us talking and our rambling and just. And that made it so much more exciting and like us being like, all right, we're doing this. We're doing this, <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, like we we like whatever you tell me, like, you know, numbers or anything like that. I'd freak out and be like, oh, my God, I tell my mom, I tell my sister, I would tell like, you know, Gia, I would tell like all my friends, like I tell my friend Ashley, like I tell everyone. It's just like, oh, my God. So like, you know, like even though we have people that like us, like, we love you guys, you know what I mean? Like, you guys get for this, and it just continue to, like, have us, like, love doing this. Yeah, dude. I, I, I couldn't say any better, man. Like I said, the numbers, like, the numbers really surprised us when we got, we got them, but like I said, in the, in the spite those certain people, you know, not... Gatekeeping. Gatekeeping. Let's say, let's say, like, I won't go into details on that, but you know, gatekeeping, 10,000, 10,000 is 10,000, and 1,000 is 1,000, 500 is 500, 100 is 100, 10 is 10, 5 is 5, doesn't matter, numbers, yeah. numbers are nice, obviously, numbers are very nice, I'm not going to deny that, but the 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 love that we, we've been seeing, the love that we've been getting, and also just, you know, doing this with you guys every week has been really a true honor, true honor for sure, and I'm proud of the show, we're, we're going to keep going, we're, we love making this show, we love doing this every 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 week, you know, and again, yeah, anyone, anyway, if someone tells you, you know, this isn't this isn't real, or you know, if someone tries to you know, downplay your accomplishment, don't let it get to you. Don't let, don't let that affect you. You know, believe in yourself, believe in what you, in what you want to do, believe in your craft, believe in like you know your dream. Because you know, like I said, numbers are numbers, but if you it's if you feel accomplished with something that you're doing like this, you, you you're doing it right. You're doing a great job, and I think no one should ever discredit that from you. Or take that away from you, despite what they have. So, despite certain guidelines and standards, truly, no, believe, believe, truly believe in yourself, and you know, just stick with it, as I always say. But that's my little, my little TED talk for the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little TED talk for the week. Do you want to take us home, my friend? 
Do you want to recommend some movies or shows before you go? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, one on while. I was like, hold up. No, uh, I, I, was, also, I was waiting uh, for you to say. I was waiting for you to say. Yeah, we we we, we, we said some already. We're talking about our parents' recommendations, but um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Let but me let me also, do. I got one. Yeah, I, I got. Talk about topic first. That one to what? talk about before you hop off, real quick. Is it the one you talked about before the show? Yeah. I think we should save that when with Nick next week. I think because I feel like. Uh, Do you want to add that to like your like show extra? You know what I mean? No, like, honestly, the extra I think you, that, that you add every week. Um, I probably want to do a bonus one this week, but I would ra- I'd rather say that because because for our listeners, a little kind of like behind the scenes, they'll be behind the scenes, whatever. Joe's great yeah. idea about toxicity and fandom, and you know. And racism and you know, a lot of stuff, like hurtful stuff. I would, I think, I would, I would rather have save it for an, a whole episode. So I feel like okay, yeah, sure. was very, was very, was very, it's it's going, it's very, it's very important. Also, I don't want to like cause the two hour mark is kind of where we're at usually for for our YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, okay. But that to me, I I, I didn't want to like downplay what you wanted, bro, because you because you were so passionate about it. I think it's, I think it's a very right. important topic to talk about. I, I, don't, I don't want to water. I don't want to water down. Like, oh yeah, we'll talk about just you and I. Because also, I'm a white dude too. I mean, I, I, I can talk about sin yeah. but and but you and you and uh, Nick and Moses maybe too. But probably, probably just gonna be you. But I mean, I'll, I'll have a few things to say about like what, what I've experienced not as a white dude, but like what I've seen from like you know social yeah. media. What, what I've seen from what I've heard from you, what I've heard from Nick, what I've, what I've seen like on TikTok and Twitter and you know YouTube, whatever. It's there. It's there. It's there no matter what. It's there no matter what. Hundred percent. Um, but I think it would be better to have a whole episode of that. We have like a full kind of like town hall about it, so we can discuss it. So I don't want to like downplay or kind of like downvote what you brought up. Again, it's a very important topic to bring up if you're, if you're cool with that. Yes, yeah, sure. I'm definitely cool, cool with that. That awesome. sounds good. Good. Thank you. Again, thanks. Okay. It's, again, it's a very very important topic. That I think it should have its have its own episode, if not half of an episode. I think it's definitely you know, it's an important conversation to talk about. Again, because we are we are a hub. The show is a hub. The show is a very accepting show. The show is again one come all. If you love movies, no matter who you are, where you're from, what you do, you know the show is a very you know open invite to anybody. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think so. I'll kick off actually. So for, for our one and ones, well, actually, you know what? I'll give Joel some praise too. Joel has a great idea. A few, I think it was like a few episodes in of doing a thing called our one and ones. Basically, a one-in-one is basically we give you a one-show recommendation and one film recommendation. You can either watch it, don't watch it, we don't mind. But we would we're trying to get this habit of like kind of sh- sharing the you know good shows, good movies for you to recommend. You know, again, I love a good watch list. Joel's putting on some great movies to this day. To this day, I've been some great movies. Place Beyond the Pines, the one that I talk about all the time. That this man from his, his movie, I waited for, for years. I mean, years for this movie, and it honestly kind of almost changed my life in a way. It, it was just, like, like an annual thing of me just being it's like an annual thing a tradition a tradition <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a tradition between yeah. you and i 100 percent tradition between yeah. you and i but we we want to do this so we get you know people get you know right put you on movies on our radar that we love that we kind of like cherish that kind of just like you know, admire stuff like that could be some, some old some new some recent some you know been a while but for mine this week you know i'm going to go with the my first movie is going to go with my movie tonight is going to be called movie called up in the air I love this movie so much. It's George Clooney. Uh, it's uh, Anna Kendrick, young Anna Kendrick too. Um, it's basically about this guy. He's, he's a consultant, and basically his job. So basically, he works for a company. People people hire him 
to fire people because they're, they're too much of cowards to do it themselves. So he basically was a company that, hey, you're going, you're going to Oklahoma, you're going to go to Omaha, you're going to go to, you know, South Carolina. You, got, you are basically, he's basically a person that like fires somebody and tells them, here are your options, here's your severance, you know, here's your options, you know, unemployment's this and that, whatever, and, you know, go on forth. And he's kind of like a guy that kind of, kind of like an everyday man, but he loves flying. Like, it, it's all about his, you know, his perks. I got an Admiral Club. I have 100,000 miles. You know, I have like the Sky Lounge, whatever. And it's, I'm a big nerd for anything about airports and kind of like hotels. I don't know. I, I love movies about airports and airport and hotels for some reason. I just do. Um, call it a fetish, whatever. But it's a really cool, again, it's a dark comedy, but Clooney's very charismatic. He's very charming. But like, you see kind of just like, like, yeah, he, that's his job. Like, he's not, again, He's not firing these people because he because he's their boss. He's firing them because again, he says in the movie, their their bosses are too much are too much of a coward to do it themselves. So they so they bring us in to fire them for you to do, do kind of do the dirty work basically. And, but you see when he when he's firing people, people are saying, "I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna I'm coming after you. I'm doing this I'm doing this crazy shit." But like again, his job is to kind of like mediate this. Like here, here are your options going forward. You know, here you go. Best of luck to you. And that's it. And he's on the plane somewhere else. That's his job. He's never home. He's always traveling. He's always on the plane. And it's a really great, great story. Again, it's a fantastic script. It's very clever. It's very, very witty. It's very crisp. It's from uh, Jason Reitman, who is the son of the late, great Ivan Reitman. We do stuff like Juno and Thank You for Smoking, uh, the recent Ghostbusters, uh, The Front Runner. Great filmmaker, great writer. I love this movie so much on Netflix now. I recommend. It's like an hour and a half. Uh, it's really charming, really charming, despite the matter of you know people getting fired and people losing their jobs. But there's a charm to it that I really recommend, that, that, that I love watching it about. And I, I might even watch it this weekend because it's on Netflix now. I, I love, no, actually, no, I own it on Blu-ray too, so I might put it on the Blu-ray because I love this movie so much. Um, for a show, I'm going with a show that I saw re- that I, I'm watching more actually now recently because it's on Paramount Plus. The show called Broad City. My friend Julia, my, my great friend Julia from college, may she, may she oh, rest in peace. Nice. Uh, put me on the show in college. I watched it here and there, but I never watched it kind of, kind of like you know, kind of like thoroughly the, the way she did. I'm watching it now on myself, and man, this show was hilarious. Because this is kind of I miss this era of Comedy Central when we had Key and Peele, Workaholics. This show. Um, I mean, they really the OG, like the kind of like the 2000 2010 era of Comedy Central. Truly, I the show is hilarious about these two girls in New York City. They go through some crazy shit in New York City, kind of like them kind of getting like you know their sex life, dating, employment. The NYC is a as like kind of as a huge you know city itself. It's it's, it's kind of the wacky adventures. Hannibal Burris, who I love, is hilarious in this. He kind of like kind of with the series regulars, kind of like one of like um one of their friends of the gang. It's really funny. Um. I I want I don't want to butcher their names, but the girl that I like she's hilarious. She was in um, the night before. Um, oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson. They are just hilarious together. They write the show themselves. They are very quick. They're very, they have great chemistry. They go through some like, crazy stuff together. But the, the it's cr- I mean they go through some like really crazy nonsense in New York City that's so wacky. You're just kind of like oh my god, this is actually happening. But it's so funny, a lot of charm to it, and these these ladies are just like hilarious because they have really great chemistry. That I'm kind of again, 25 minute episodes, 
yeah, it's the OG era, classic era, Comedy Central that I kind of miss nowadays. But it's again, it also watch on Paramount Plus because they they show the uncensored versions. Which, again, you see the F, you hear the F bomb here, stuff like that. It's hilarious. I love this show. Again, it's one of my new favorite shows that I'm watching. That I'm currently watching. I highly recommend this show called Broad City. And now to you, my friend. Okay, thank you. Uh, I want to recommend this movie, but I feel like you might recommended it in the past, which was, is that awkward moment. I have Do you think you? I you have, have not. not. All you. Fantastic. So the movie is called That Awkward Moment, and it has, uh, you know, um, Zac Efron, Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, and their three best friends who uh, end up in, in relationships and eventually it gets to the point of, like, what, where are we going with this? You know, trying to figure it out. And I really do love the movie because it's great chemistry between the cast and it's really funny. And I feel like, you know, it sort of shows, like, sort of think sometimes a little bit dramatic. Or, it's you really know, real. To, to be, it's real. But <laughs> it, it is real, like like how men sort of like talk and like how how we slowly try to figure things out you know where we're just like and sometimes we don't mean to like fuck up but it's just like we're men this is how we think (laughs) this is how we process things so so i i think it, it that really shows really well in that movie and then you know it's just always just very funny um uh yeah i thoroughly enjoyed that uh and then a show that i stopped watching a while ago but i thoroughly enjoy is called the hundred it's on netflix what it is is basically you know people are like teenagers or whatever uh you know that get arrested or anything like that get sent to earth uh and you know the you know they never lived on earth like you know they only hear stories about earth and how it is so you know they're learning how to survive how to work together you know and you know meeting the people that were already and the people that were already on earth and like you know their culture and everything uh it's a little cheesy uh the acting is not always the greatest but it does get better as time goes on the story is pretty well i think it's interesting seven seasons like i said i stopped watching it a while ago but i do remember it pretty well so you know definitely check that show out i think you know it's an interesting show if you don't like it understandable but i say at least check it out at at, at the least yeah nice yeah, Doc moments ago one. I, I, I remember seeing that with you in high school. We were like all laughing, like having a good, having a good time with it. That's oh yeah, one. it was it was such a it's it still is such a great it holds movie. Up. Yeah, like it's really good. It was funny. Uh, you know, Miles Teller is always fucking hilarious, man. Um, yeah, he's always so good in movies. Uh, yeah. I want to see more Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan team ups. I think they got screwed over with uh, Fantastic Four. Fortunately, oh, yeah. they have good chemistry. They God. really do have a good chemistry. They're both <laughs> good actors. They yeah. both done so many movies. I feel like that me and you thoroughly love that we have yeah. not recommended yet. So we'll definitely get a more lot, into more that. To go. 
Yeah, man. They've done really good movies. And I feel like Miles Teller does do a lot of movies that sort of show how men process like love and emotion. And I think he 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 shows that. Like especially in like this movie, he shows yeah. it so well. Like oh, he yeah. translates it to an understandable process of like this is how like a lot of men are, you know? For sure. Oh, I, I could not agree more. Could not agree more, my friend. Could not agree yeah. more. All right, man. Take us home, my good sir. Well, I'm going to plug you for you. Uh, you know, um, you can find our podcast uh, on any podcast, Apple, Google, uh, you know, Spotify, obviously, whatever you're listening. You can find our Instagram at Midway Avenue Productions. You'll see our link tree where you can uh, several links to our YouTube, TikTok, to Nick's uh, YouTube, to my Twitch. Um, so yeah, you can also find Doug at the Young Jones on Instagram as well. More personal. Um, so you know, don't be afraid to hit us up. Please don't be afraid to comment on our Instagram. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. You know, see your reviews, how you guys think. You know, have Discord with you and also even bring up certain things that you guys feel like we might be leaving out or something that we don't know that to definitely look into so don't be afraid again you could find my twitch at the og cuban rican i also have an but i haven't used it yet haven't recorded anything too well but payday 3 just came out today once the servers are back up and my homies are on, you'll see me playing that so don't be afraid to you know hop in have a conversation with me and my homies um yeah that's it let me close this out thank you so much for joining us on this verbal journey through our thoughts views opinions and mad ramblings that you so thoroughly enjoy um we truly do love that you guys are here on this journey with us making this journey even possible and making it way more fun we uh hope to see you guys on the next episode listening in and under our comments and everything uh please do like uh follow and don't be afraid to share uh our podcast and also share your thoughts with us We'd love to see your views um we hope you guys stay safe continue to not be afraid to love the movies shows that you so much love and to continue growing through your passion have a good day afternoon evening or night love y'all deuces